Mike check, Mike check. Okay, okay, we in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's only right to play this right now, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a great episode for y'all this week, dog. Very great. I went to Jacksonville, Florida. I recorded a pod, dog. Recorded a vlog also. The vlog is great, too. I'm actually uploading the footage right now to Final Cut. I'm going to edit it up. I'm probably going to put it out on Friday, dog. And my birthday is Wednesday. I plan on going to Myrtle Beach. If I do record a vlog, it's going to be some visual type stuff. Kind of cool because I'm going to try to enjoy myself, smoke some stogies. You know how that go. But this pod right here, dog. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I haven't been speaking much about, you know, this hot topic that's going on right now. Or... I probably shouldn't call it that Call it a very serious situation I've been speaking on it much Because I waited till I got a microphone in my face So I could thoroughly explain my thoughts and my opinions about it And the perfect person to do that with was Big King So I'm glad I did that dog It turned out very great We recorded a two hour podcast like we always do dog Great podcast I don't even think it really needed an introduction dog But I'm just putting one on there anyway dog So yeah man Let's hear a little bit more of this Rosa Parks, dog. Then we gonna spin it to the podcast. Mike check, Mike check. Yo, yo. Power to the people, brother. Power to the fucking people. Assalamu alaikum. The revolution is happening as we speak, my brothers and sisters. The revolution will be televised. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> For real. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. As you hear, we got Big Keen in the building. Yeah, I didn't know. All right, actually, we in his building. Yes. In my humble abode. Another episode in Jacksonville, Florida, where Big King is not from. Florida, boy. This nigga Damo here, too. Damo's uh, acting like he a Miami nigga, though. Yeah, he too good. Yeah, he don't want to be on the pod, neither. I don't know what's going on with him. Get me out this country, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's... Ooh, it's hot here. I got to go back to Miami. <laughs> like, bitch, what you think it feel like in Miami? Ain't enough Latin people out this motherfucker. Yeah. Damo's trash as fuck, though. But, bro, what's been going on since last time you've been on the pod? We ain't had you on here in like a month, two months. Shit, not nothing really. Just trying to stack this bread up, dog. You know, doing. I'm on my grown man shit now. So, like, I be trying to, like, I'm trying to get better as a person day by day. I've been on some outdoor shit. Like, I'm really into, like, fishing and hunting and shit now. Like, I think that's my next chapter. I seen that last night. I turned on the Xbox and um, you, you was watching fishing videos. Yeah. 
I said that's some weird shit. I'm deep. I'm deep into it, bro. Yeah, you in the rabbit hole? Yeah, I'm like the sunken place. I I see myself just going off the grid one day and just getting away from society. I already deleted. You've been talking about that shit for ten years. I know. When you gonna pull the trigger? Oh, I'm 29 now. I got a little time, so probably by the time I'm like at least 35. I'm I'm moving out west regardless, but I'll probably move to like a city. I won't or a town. I won't move to like the middle of fucking nowhere where like a hundred people live. I'm a, I'm gonna move to like a city or a town, and then slowly I'm gonna get away from that, and then slowly I want to be on a cabin lakeside, and I wake up every morning butt ass naked, and I go look out at the foggy mist floating over a lake. And then I go out there and I go fish. This nigga shit. telling all his hopes and dreams. Yes. And I just did a video talking about don't tell your hopes and dreams because uh, people will try to shoot it down. You'll never get that car, Ricky. That's the clip of the video I used, too. Mm. You'll never get that car, Ricky. You'll get that car one day, Ricky. Boss. I don't let <laughs> You ain't never seen that? <laughs> yeah, when he... Uh, that's the Aston Martin music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, video yeah. When he I used that shit, shit in the uh, YouTube video. That bitch was hating like a motherfucker, little bitch. But bro, people do that in real life though. That's why I use it as a clip in one of my videos because I've had numerous situations like that in my life. For real? Like, hell yeah, numerous, bro. Ooh. Like, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the best situation, and you're in the story. What? All right, so goddamn, we all was kicking it at Damo crib one day. And um, it was Damo. I was talking to Damo and Face, but you was there. And I don't know. We were just talking about, like, life and school and shit. And goddamn, the nigga Damo cracked a joke and was like, this nigga Slim always going to class. And I yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bitch, I go to school for fucking business, nigga. Like, I, nigga, I miss one day. That shit, like, missing a fucking month. Yeah. And uh, that nigga was like, bro, you, you still got to chill, bro. You ain't got to go to class every day. I like, nigga. Fucking quantitative statistics See, You gotta go every day That's the reason why Niggas was fucking up And taking so long to graduate That's really why Took a nigga A million years to graduate honestly. Yeah But that happens though But um What happened Then I was just talking to the niggas I was like You, you know shit What keep me motivated Is like you know Five years from now I, I want niggas to be able to call me And if I move to fucking Nova Scotia I can be like Shit man Shit y'all niggas come for the weekend I'm gonna got them book y'all some flights and Them niggas was like Nigga that you can't do that. And that shit yeah. pissed me off so bad. I was like, bro. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, you're not one of them type niggas. You said that. Yeah. And it's funny because this nigga Trues told me the same shit about me. He was like, nigga, he said, you got a Jordan mentality. Like, when somebody tell you you can't do some shit, you go out your way to try to prove them wrong no matter what it is. Go out your way. That's the thing. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that, though. You, It's you, not. You say that shit like it's just a horrible thing. Nah, but there... Um See, the thing is, is like when that you might go off on a fucking journey that you weren't even supposed to be on just because a nigga said some shit and you like, nigga, I'm going to do this. You know, it's just like, I don't know. You can get sidetracked by haters. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Because <laughs> it's like sometimes I just like, nigga, shut up. You you ain't even involved. Like you ain't even involved in my life. Let me focus on what I'm doing right now. Hey, but, you know, it kind of took me back when we had that conversation. Because I remember when, like, I went through a phase where all my friends, like, hated me, like, secretly hated me and was having I hate slim, uh, slim meetings and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, to put, it, like, emphasis on it, it was, like, Turt, Damo, and mm -hmm. TJ. They was yeah. having a secret I hate slim moments. But every time I had to move, they popping up. Shit kind of pissed me off. So it kind of fucked me up because I was going out my way to change just to be like, yeah, fuck y'all niggas. 
And that shit kind of fucked me up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I was just doing a little weird shit. Like, I had stopped talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? For now on, I'm not saying nothing about nothing to nobody. I don't care how bad you got them get in your life. I'm not saying nothing to you. Yeah. Because I'm going to be the nigga that everybody likes. Mm-hmm. And I think I I didn't do nothing but hurt everybody else around me by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, like I was saying, dog, you can't. I mean. I let it. I let shit like that affect me too, though. I can't even lie, cause like I do shit like that all the time. Like now, I see myself transforming into the Mister Nice Guy into the asshole. Yeah, it's weird because I've let so many people. You know, we're all. This is what I like. I tell Katie this shit all the time. Like I tell people this all the time. Like we're reflections of what we get. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So most likely we're just an echo and a reflection of how people have treated us. You know what I'm saying? So, like even when I was watching, I was watching your podcast with Damo, right? Mm-hmm. And he was on his super playlistic shit with the fucking with the silky on, and the nigga had the I got the Fendi shirt and the, the, the Walmart trousers, <laughs> and then I got on the Vans and the Walmart socks, the cool the, the cool the cool socks. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, look at this childish ass. But I'm like, that probably comes from some insecurity that he gained from a person, most likely a female, because that's all Damo fucking cares about. Facts. Uh. Most likely harming him. So now he's built himself into this, oh, I'm this super playalistic, expialidocious-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? And you're right. And I I think it comes from his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. she's the one that, like, did him the worst. And he has super hard insecurities about it now. Now he's built. Mm-hmm. Now that shit's just become a callus. Like, he's been working with his hands. It's just big-ass calluses on his hands. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I it, it's best to not let people dictate uh how, you know your growth you know what i'm saying yeah people we have we're so susceptible to influence but i feel like sometimes you have to ignore it and take in the things that you know are positive cuz a lot of the times we're we're susceptible to see the negative first you know what i'm saying bruh um something I definitely want to talk to you about it, and I probably was going to forget it until you just said that. What? You getting off social media. I know we talk about this shit every episode. We do because you get off social media every fucking episode. Yeah. 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 Um, dog, I was going to do a YouTube video about social media because I was watching this um, this YouTuber. I forgot his name. It's like Matt De, De Vera or some shit. People listen. I know they know who that is. But uh, he's like a minimalist. But like he does, that. yeah, he does, like, the little YouTube videos on basically, like, how to make your life better. Mm-hmm. He does, like, a challenge every month and shit. Real good YouTube uh, channel, if you ain't seen it before. Check that shit out. That shit fire. But um, he was talking about social media. And, you know, the reason why I related to it so much is because he was, like, you know, when you're a content creator, you feel like you need social media. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, you know, you can take a healthy cleanse, a healthy detox or whatever. But I still be feeling like you miss too much shit by not being on it. But at the same time, it's like, it's a lot of bullshit in social media, bro. See, here's the thing. Uh, that's why I had to detox from social media. I see myself. Dog, here's the thing. I have one of them brains that's just haywire, like an ADD brain. It just goes all over the place. And it's not built for social media because whatever I, whatever I think I'm going to post. Yeah. 
And it, it could sometimes even deeper than that. You you get sucked into what you see. Yeah. Like like what you consume. Exactly. And so like you the thing is as a content creator, you can detox from social media, but it's also a necessity. But you have to find those times where you're like, all right, well, this, for for however so long, I'm gonna just use this to promote my business. No, mm-hmm. I'm not getting on here reading comments. I'm not fighting. I'm not arguing with nobody. You know what I'm saying? No debates. Positivity. I'm gonna just do this for a week. No comments or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit, it does get in your head when you fucking with little bitch ass lame ass niggas and you on there got them petty arguing over nothing. I showed you last night. It was it was a guy in a wheelchair making racist remarks mm-hmm. and like everybody was on there mad like trey was like nigga i flipped this nigga out of his wheelchair mm-hmm. and i'm like bro he's in a wheelchair mm-hmm. like i don't care how racist this nigga is like i'm not going back and forth with no nigga in a wheelchair online at the end of the day i'm i in my mind i'm like i'm kind of like poor fella like i'm just like he's been he's just so hurt i don't he's so angry and hurt that he just wants everybody else to hurt like him yep you know what i'm saying that's and exactly then, what it be too. And then guess what? You want to make him hurt more. <laughs> it's like, but I see, but I see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Even though you might not think it, I think. See, there's this thing about people who feel other people's pain. They're called empaths. They can feel empathy for people. I feel like you are one because you can see a lot of people's pain. You might not necessarily speak on it or act on it, but you. When a person is showing you one thing, you can see where that where that pain lies, and you kind of feel bad for them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hell yeah, bro, like, I, bro. I say it all the time. I got the biggest heart I ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, like biggest, especially something like that. Like a nigga in a wheelchair, goddamn, saying I'm in a wheelchair, but there's way worse things I can be, like black. I'm like nigga, yeah. you're not offending me. It's you're like, in a wheelchair, nigga. Yeah, I much rather be black. Exactly. <laughs> Even though it's hard for us out here right now. It is. But I still much rather be black than in a wheelchair. Can't move. It is. It's it's really crazy that in this day and age, you still got shit like that circulating around. Like, who thinks like that no more? That's so... That's some caveman shit, ain't it? It's so prehistoric. It's so tribal. But see, I think I was just talking to somebody about, about racism and... They was asking me like, "How could racism end?" type type deal, and I was telling them I was like, you know, as as long as you have big, huge groups of people on this earth, it's gonna always be a divide. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna be something like I think the most ignorant shit in the world, even more ignorant than racism, is colorism. Like yeah. that shit is just wild to me. Colorism amongst a group. Yeah, it's like we even we found a way to divide, and then we found a way to further divide. Yeah, that's wild as fuck to me. You light skin and I'm dark skin type. Like <laughs> what? And then like even even deeper, like when you have a certain type woman that you like, like even if you like lighter skinned women, mm-hmm. they still make it something something crazy. Like oh, he like crazy light skinned girls yeah. that act crazy, and mm-hmm. it's like why a girl got to act crazy because her skin's lighter. I guess that's it. There's always this assumption that light skinned folk can't handle their emotions. I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird. When we grew up with with dark skinned friends that act more sensitive than anybody <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yes, I, you Damo. And grew up with <laughs> tough ass light skinned mamas. Yeah. Which is weird. You know what I'm saying? 
Bro, my mama act like uh, Vivian Banks from Fresh Prince. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The dark skin with C. <laughs> yeah. The, the dark skin with not the light skin <laughs> For real. Yeah, there's a lot of things. That's the thing, man. A lot of the times, when I think about certain aspects of our culture, I always, I, you know, I'm always questioning this shit. Yeah. I was on my hotel shit a few years ago. Now I'm on some, can we all just be people shit? You know, as you grow, that's what happens. I think. Yeah, we um almost 15 minutes in. That's what I want to talk to you about. Everything going on right now. Uh, I ain't know if you was in the mood to uh, talk about this type shit, but I be feeling like I'm obligated as a podcaster to talk about like topics that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, First thing first, dog. Before I, I'm not even gonna ask you no question. I'm gonna just start talking about this shit. I have no idea why niggas w- woke up one day. They ain't never voted before. They ain't. They ain't never put in the application to be a police officer. They never went to a council meeting, a town, a, a city town meeting, any of that. And they just woke up one day and was like, "Nigga, we about to go steal all the fucking shoes out of Foot Locker." Yeah, this. Uh... This shit getting weird. It's wild out It's here. weird shit going on. Because yeah. it's like, don't get me wrong. I get it, bro. Because first off, um, peaceful protesting is a constitutional right. Yeah. It definitely is. And I definitely think it should be used. Yes, it should be used. But it's like, what more are you going to do after protesting, though? That's my biggest thing. But now rioting. I'm seeing a lot of people say rioting is their right. That is creepy. That's scary. That's like some purge shit. Because you know what? I've been seeing all this shit going on in Minneapolis and all these other cities. Atlanta. I've seen some shit. Even down here last night, they was fucking shit up. Downtown. And it's it's so crazy because it's like one thing I feel like our, you know, this generation is, is a, a little distant in some ways and it's kind of it's like we're losing our sense of morality kind of yeah you know what i'm saying it's like where have your morals gone you know what i'm saying i don't care i don't care what's happened you know even if something god forbid whatever to happen to my son in a similar situation right mm. my first thing i would not do is go downtown and destroy small businesses and burn police cars and you know and have that sense of like anarchy and chaos that's what i'm trying to get away from i'm trying to get some order to this shit bro um you know atlanta lost their fucking mind too that's what i'm saying they lost their goddamn mind like like other places that was fucking shit up some of those more progressive cities Mm -hmm. i kind of get it but a historical city like atlanta Mm -hmm. that's wild my nigga like bro they was throwing bricks through through black owned businesses mm-hmm. Like my nigga what's going on <laughs> I be trying to figure out Maybe they're just so They're so pissed because People are just, I think people are just pissed And in desperation Yeah 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 that's what I think it too Like I played you the Killer Mike speech And I told you I really liked it bro Yeah Um, I get it like I do think people are tired And they don't know what to do mm-hmm. But I just want to know who ideal it was to start riding and just start fucking up shit and stealing Dog, shit for no reason. Most of, of them these, is thieves too. 
Yeah, <laughs> some of these things, all well, there's something about humans. Once you see one person doing it, you start to do it. I hate that too. Yeah, so it's like we gonna get in that also. Yeah, it's like all you got to do. I think a lot of these are fake too. I think a lot of them are like this. Like certain people are being sent in there to start the riots. That's what I think, because um, I think eventually we're trying to head to a martial law kind of state where like we. I seen I, dog. I heard a lot of people talking about a civil war also. Uh, yeah, people want a, a race war really bad. That's been talked about forever. When Dylan Roof shot them nine black people in that church, that's what he was. He was like, "I'm trying to incite a race war." So. Dog, here's my question when it comes to things like that. Yeah. And, and dog, me and you done had long conversations about this all the time. Mm -hmm. So let's say you do start the race war that the people want. What comes from that? The ultimate, the ultimate goal of most white Americans who are subscribing to that kind of thought is like they want a white ethno state. Where in which white people rule, there are no other minorities. It's like a white utopia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they, the thing is, they fail to realize, like we said earlier, we're always going to find something to fucking argue about. Because if we're being, we're being honest about whiteness, whiteness isn't even real. Because at one point, Irish people weren't considered white. Italian people weren't considered white. Now they are. Whiteness is just something that's made up. People with fucking pink skin. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they, it's just always looking to point the finger at whoever isn't like them. That's all it is. It's just a, it's a tactic. Whiteness is just something you can hold on to and say, this is all I got left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's Make a, America great again. Bring back the coal mines. Yeah. You know, when things were great for us, when people were, you know what I'm saying? When people were underneath us and. You know, people of color were underneath us, and people were minorities weren't allowed to even eat in the same fucking restaurant. Yeah, that's when America was great. To some of those people, bro. Let's talk about the situation that happened a little bit though. Um, what's the guy name that passed away from the police officer? Floyd. Uh, yeah, last name Floyd. Yeah. So, um, police officer put his knee on homie's neck. He stopped breathing. Um. A very unjustified killing I knew what was going to come from it though I knew a lot of people was going to try to justify it Which is crazy And you know I'm one of them rational thinkers Where I'm like Let's not act crazy Over every situation that happens Let's look yeah. at the facts But there's no Five different sides of this story Like mm -mm. every time they release a clip It's still bad and it keeps getting worse mm -hmm. So I understand why people are in outrage Why people are acting crazy I get it. Shit, I was mad too. I'm gonna be honest. I was mad too, bro. But that leads me to um these new uh black activists. <laughs> these new revolutionaries. Yeah. Um what the fuck made these people wake up and decide they wanted to start protesting? Why didn't people go go out and and go online and and, fin and fill out the census, go apply to be a police officer. We need black police officers, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What made them want to wake up and just be like, you know what? Now I'm pro-black. I'm going to start marching. Uh, there's, all, there's something in people that always wants to be a part of something, like I say. And like I've said before, people just want to be a part of shit. 
like they feel like this is like the new civil rights era like there will never be another civil rights era they don't understand that type shit because that it was true oppression you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i'm not to you know downplay what's going on right now with police brutality police brutality has always been been here and what i like to i like to tell people a lot of time because here's the thing i think a lot of white people out here protesting and shit too because they're starting to realize this ain't just a black thing that's what i wanted to talk about too so dog whenever the killing happened that's what i was thinking i was like we definitely have a problem with racism in this country i don't Mm -hmm. want anybody to ever think that's not what i'm saying Mm-hmm. But I think I think a better topic that needs to be discussed, not better, I don't want to say better, but another topic that needs to be discussed mm-hmm. is police versus people. Mm-hmm. Just blue versus people. Yeah. That's it. Because that's all Everybody is missing that point. Because a cop, you ask them what color they are, they're not black or white. They're blue. Yes. They, they play for blue. And, bro, I want people to also understand that everybody, okay, the white fellow I was talking about that's in the wheelchair, he was saying, hey, uh, black people kill more black people, but when a cop kills a black person, it's such a big deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to explain that a little bit. And I don't know why I always feel like I got to get on here and explain like stupid stuff because I'm not the smartest guy in the world, not even close, but I understand simple concepts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's a simple concept. The reason why we're not in the outrage on black-on-black crime is because there's no such fucking thing as black on black crime. Yeah. Black people kill black people at the same rate as white people kill white people. Yeah. Statistically like and that's not even like that's not even me just making some shit out my ass. You can look that up right now. And the reason why that happens is is because typically black people live in areas with black people and white people live in areas with white people. Yeah. Look that shit up if you if you need to cuz if you think I'm just talking out my ass. Yeah. And um as far as the police killing people, period, black or white, the reason why we get into outrage is because the police is here to protect and serve us. Mm-hmm. The last thing that should ever happen is a police officer killing an unarmed citizen, mm-hmm. somebody who gets paid tax paid dollars to do a job for the citizens. They're supposed to be here for us. That's why it's a big deal. Yeah. And I don't understand why racist white people don't understand that. Why they don't get that? It's not even racist white people. It's just uh, people. Period. It's white people. It's black people in general. Um, you don't understand that, or a lot of people don't understand when you play the race game itself, and you're automatically given value by your color, right? So, mm-hmm. as a black person, a cop has already been programmed to judge you in a certain way. Yeah, you're gonna be either aggressive or thuggish or whatever it may be. They're told to target people like us. You know what I'm saying? There are police departments who have admitted that. They they go to certain black areas because, you know, they got to make their quotas. That's what the crime is. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because these people are impoverished. You know, wherever you go and there's poverty, there's going to be crime. That's just how shit is. And why you see black on black crime, quote unquote, is because of poverty. When you have people who have who are desperate for resources and need certain shit, they're going to enact their rage out on each other. You know what I'm saying? And that that's the same thing that happened to the Jews in the ghettos back in, you know, World War Two or when, you know, Hitler and the, the, the Nazis were imposing ghettos upon the Jews. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. same shit happens. You have people who are desperate for resources, they're going to 
enact their rage out on each other. They're going to kill each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the situation. That's the situation that black people have been in. We've been in a fucking 500-year Holocaust. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And luckily, you know, we're just now in a situation where we're starting to wake up and see, like, damn, like, we, we can make better of these situations. Like, my mom and dad tried to do the best they could to get me in the best school and the best area, you know what I'm saying, and raise me right. And But, bro, don't you hate when people, like, bring up these, these wild statistics trying to justify cop killings? Like, they'll be like, uh, black people kill more black people than police kill black yeah, people. And it, it's just, it's... um. It's two different things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you can't compare one to the other. A lot of people, see, that whole, why do black, well, black people kill people, themselves at a higher rate and all that shit. I mean, like I said, I don't look at police brutality as a black issue. I look at it as an issue with the police, the policing, policing in this country. Yes, facts. You know what I'm saying? I an issue with the systems. Yeah, it's not. But still, at the end of the day, it all boils down to racism, though. Like, when you start mapping it out. Yeah, it, a lot. Here's the thing. I'm not going to say racism doesn't contribute to more black police brutality versus on black people. Mm-hmm. But police brutality happens to people across all races. Yeah. But it is emphasized, especially in the black community, because they're told to target these kinds of yeah, people. Yeah, statistically, it happens more to black people, though. Yeah. And that's something else, like when white people bring up, um, excuse me, not white people, racist white people bring up, um, well, cops kill white people also. It's like, bro, like, put those statistics on the screen. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, statistically, that shit is low as hell versus a black person. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's lower. Be- Here's the thing. If you look at it rate-wise, it looks like they're similar numbers. Mm-hmm. But when you think about how many black people actually live in this country versus how many white people live in this country, then you start to say, oh, shit. That's a lot. Yeah, they're actually kind of targeting this certain group. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, And then on top of that, like, so you know how people always say numbers don't lie? Mm-hmm. Sometimes numbers don't tell the whole story. Yeah. Like the whole story of like, like crime, for instance, the reason why crime is higher amongst black people is because it all goes back down to slavery. Yes. Yeah. Like a group of people being impoverished for so long. Yeah. It all goes back down to that. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they just don't that, that doesn't click in their mind. Every the thing about America and one the biggest thing I hate about America is it started with color mm-hmm. and it's it, it and it ends with it. Let me put this down so. Yeah, I feel like it's going to end with it. It's like, yeah. that's one of the biggest things is like, your color decides how people treat you. It decides, you know, what kind of job, like what kind of jobs you get, how the police treat you, how the banks look at you. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, it's me. I've been trying to be on this new thing where I just want to walk through the world as a human as a, a human being and take each, each person individually. I'm tired of the whole black white shit. This is something I'm trying to do. But I know how, how do you escape it though. There's no way to. Okay. And I've I've come to realize that. But me as a person, I'm not going to let the world affect my thoughts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm trying to be at. It's like I can I can let the whole black white beef 
century-long beef keep dictating the people I interact with and inter- and the jobs I take and the shit, the route I take to work, the neighborhoods I'm willing to drive through, the neighborhoods I'm willing to live in, I can let that dictate everything about my life. Or I could choose to take each person individually one at a time. Okay, this guy's a racist asshole. Okay, this guy's actually kind of fucking cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm trying to learn to do that and not let, because we let it play too much of a factor in our life. I think sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. But I don't, nah, I ain't gonna lie. It's like, you can't really tell people how to handle something. You know what you I'm can't. saying? Like, I handle things one way because I go out my way to try not to be a victim. But I can't be mad at somebody else because they didn't handle it the same way I did. Mm-hmm. Like, Dog, I really, really, really hate systematic racism because mm-hmm. I've been dealing with this shit my whole life. Yeah. And me, honestly, I feel like I go through it more than anybody I ever fucking met ever, bro. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it'd be simple shit like, you know, I've been a business owner for like the last five years, five, six years. And like, you know, you go somewhere and they see you and you're young and you're black and they like, yeah. nah, I don't trust him. Exactly. Hell nah. He's too young and he's black. Fuck mm-hmm. no. It's like a double strike. This is one thing I realized even with, uh, you know, because my girl is white, right? Mm -hmm. I had the the weirdest thing about white people is you have to earn your way up to being human. Yeah. You have to earn, like. Yeah, that shit is super weird. Once they realized that I was a a decent guy, you know, I was raised in a similar environment like they were, you know. And this is, the thing is, is this is no doing of mine. Like, this is, this was my parents doing. They chose that, okay, we don't want to live in these areas where we grew up where they're very impoverished and people are trying to – it's like crabs in a bucket. You know how it is. Yeah. These – And know, for the people listening, I, I don't want y'all to get his words mixed up. What he yeah. means is that's their mentality and how they see things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like my parents were trying to do their best at, in trying to get me out of that, and then it, and it resulted in me being – what. Uh, however people want to look at it is like a suburban or whatever the fuck. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or proper or Uncle Tom or however. No, 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 no. Carlton or whatever the fuck. The best way to explain that is um, so now they view as like, oh, well, he's not really a black guy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and that comes from what? Media and all these things of brainwashing us and into thinking that's what our culture is. But at the same because time. Because to be real, there's no such thing as being black. There people isn't. Don't, people don't know that shit. There isn't. They're going to be shocked when they hear me say that. But yeah. I stand on that. There's no such thing as being black, dog. Now, here's the thing. I'll Here's the thing. I'll stand for blackness, but at the same time, I'll admit it doesn't exist. That's the craziest shit to me. Uh-huh. I will fight for blackness and black people, but at the same time, I know all this whiteness and blackness is made up. Because it's just a social construct. Exactly. That's all it is. Because how are you going to have... Gunplay, and you're going to have Obama. On two ends of the spectrum, who's black? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who's the blacker one? Yeah. Like, is there is no such thing as what is black. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, some people listening will probably be like, nigga, gunplay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm gunplay, saying? Nigga, right. nigga, yeah. nigga, gunplay, nigga. Yeah, that's Look, that's that, that nigga got the drugs, <laughs> the tattoos. That nigga black. That's what I'm saying. And that's what it is, like... Bruh, even black people play a part in racism. Because, mm-hmm. like, believing that a nigga like gunplay is the definition of black over exactly. a nigga like Obama, you're playing into racism. Exactly. You're playing into that shit. Uh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, going back to, like, when I was, e- even with my girl, 
and meeting her family and they i had to work my way up to to them realizing that oh well he's just a normal guy and then here's the thing rather you're from a project in new jersey and you talk to a white person from the suburbs they they're so scared to even engage with you because they just feel like you're going to be a certain way because that's all they see bro i told you with but my, we're all fucking human dog with my business i ain't gonna say nothing by name because i'm still working with them but it's like you know white people can't help but be racist bro they've been participating in the system for so long it's like they don't even know it at this point so it's like they get to the point where they automatically just assume like Hey, this is a kid from the from the hood. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna do this kid a favor, and I'm gonna help him. And they don't understand that's racism. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're super left. Yeah, and, and they're the liberal. Thing. But they don't even know that's racist. I, that's what I was saying. <laughs> and I be telling people like, you know, when I was on Facebook arguing with motherfuckers, you gotta understand. There's there's a certain way. Either way it goes. Like I had to explain this to my girl. Don't look upon don't look upon black people with pity and don't look upon them racistly. Yeah. You have to look at them as a person. Mm-hmm. That's it. A blank slate and go from there. Do not look down on me because if you look down on me, I hate like I hate people who look down on me. I hate like we said we hate the victim mentality. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And plus I hate if you if you look down on me and hate me. You know what I'm saying? So either way it goes I'm going to say a good 75% of white people either have one viewpoint of black people or the other viewpoint. Either they look down on you or they hate you just be, just because you're fucking black. And I'll say there's like a good 25% of them out there who are just pure-hearted fucking good people. There's nothing influencing their thoughts about black people. They just fucking are looking at people as people. Because it's hard for me to even do that. Because we, like I said, when America started, that was the game. It was race. Mm-hmm. So it's been infused in us in everything we do, TV, media, music, everything. But bro, you also know like people are confusing as hell, though, bro. Because like, mean? okay, we grew up in the same, uh, the same town, and it's like we all suburb kids, but we mm-hmm. got some niggas that think they super gangster. Mm-hmm. We got some niggas that just act like normal men. Yeah, and we got some niggas that's just like super uppity. And mm-hmm. their parents don't even make no money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like just a weird blend of people. But I think that's what kept us r- well-rounded in understanding different races. Yeah. But some people didn't grow up like that. Like some people probably grew up in, you know, boarding school. Mm-hmm. Parents was just super rich. So their whole, dog, their whole perspective of black people is just totally different. Yeah. Because it's kind of like. If you if you truly and I'm saying this because I know I got white listeners, if you truly go around a real black family, mm-hmm. it is not like Boys in the Hood. No, my mother fucking hates that movie, and she <laughs> hates that movie for a different reason. Why I don't like the movie? I don't like the movie because I think it's boring as fuck. Yeah, that's just me though. And I actually enjoy Boys in the Hood, but continue. Yeah, like it's a couple movies that that's black movies that you'll be shocked. I don't like. And I know you always be like, this nigga slam Scarface, pay the fool. <laughs> <laughs> and them is my movies. Yes. <laughs> but nah. the fool, Scarface especially. Yeah, but goddamn, it's some black movies I don't fuck with. I just think they boring. But my mom, my mom has, <laughs> bro, she has like her, dog, her ideals of like what being black is. So first off, my mom is a very successful woman. So she's a six-figure woman so she feels like if you try to depict black people as something other than being that 
Mm-hmm. She does not like that shit. Like, she understands if, you know, it's real. But, like, all right, a family, for instance. Let me go back to my analogy I was about to say. A family, for instance. If you go to a black family, there's going to be some people in it that's successful. There's going to be some people in it that's not successful. There's going to be some people in it that's gay. There's going to yeah. be some people in it that's straight. It's literally going to be a melting pot of people. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to walk into a house and see Doughboy and Ricky. Yeah. You're not going to. Mm-hmm. Doughboy was a drug dealer For the people that haven't seen the movie Doughboy was just a drug dealer That basically paid all the bills for the family Ricky was a star football player That's like your typical black story mm-hmm. Like the only way to get out the hood Is to rap or play ball mm-hmm. That's a typical black story So my mom hating that movie I completely understood Cause it's like bruh So like her biggest thing She thought she didn't think Bill Cosby was funny But she liked the idea of the uh, show yeah. You know what I'm saying The Cosby show Was one of those It was like a pillar Of the black community That kind of showed It depicted black people In a better light Yeah White people never saw Black people like that Like we knew Everybody had an uncle That was successful mm-hmm. Everybody Or you had dad Who was successful Yeah Like out of the family I think my dad Probably was a successful one Bro you know what's funny Like I ain't mean to cut you off But um In my family you know, my mom and dad weren't together. They, I think they split up before I was even, like, one years old. Mm-hmm. But on both sides of my family, my mom is, is the only successful one in her family, and my dad's the only successful one in his family. And it's That odd. shit is weird, it's bro. It's odd because it, that's how it is for my family, too. Like, when I think about my mom and her family, mm-hmm. she's the only one who's doing well. My dad is the only one that's doing well on his. Well, everybody, on my dad's side of the family, they're more of the Cosby. Okay. Because... You know, I got an auntie that's a teacher. I got an auntie that's a nurse. I got aunties that, you know, they're like. Oh, okay. So, like basically, dad, they're all successful. Yeah, they're not, okay. like, super successful, you know what I'm saying? But they all have careers. Well off, though. Yeah. Yeah. They all live in, you know, decent houses. They they are not wanting for anything. They're decent people. I mean, they're I ain't trying class. to get deep with it, but it'll be like, what's our definition of success? Success, to me, as a black person, is growing from the previous generation. I don't have to be Jay-Z. I don't got to have a billion dollars. I don't have to be Kanye or whatever the fuck. I just have to grow from the generation before me. So for me, it would just be better than my parents. Like mine would probably be owning some property. Okay. Starting a family business. You know what I'm saying? My parents, they just worked, you know, good middle class jobs and became, you know, middle to upper middle people. Bro, I ain't trying to change the subject too much, but... um. Do you think your parents understand you? Not at I, all. Do you think it's because a result of like the generational gap? Because you know things have changed a lot from when they was coming up in our and um excuse me when they was our age to right now. Because mm-hmm. like I asked you that not to get it too personal, but because like my mom she she supports everything I, that I do just because she just because she loves me right. Mm-hmm. But it's one of them things where it's like, um, I don't think she has no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The thing is, I I think they could care less. I think so too, though. They're just that's their generation, though. Just like I mean, we're the thing is like with them, they came from their parents didn't even really give a shit. You know, you got twelve other kids who gives a fuck with. <laughs> what little Linda's yeah, doing Yeah little Jimmy's got going on You know yeah. what I'm saying So that was kind of brainwashing of them And then it just trickled down And now 
It's like, oh, baby, you po- you podcasting? Oh, okay, that's cute. Um, so when you gonna start working at GE? You know, yeah, some shit. It's my mom like, has said that to me. Before. You know, that's how it is. It's like, like I'll be telling my dad, like, oh, I'm doing this right now. I'm okay. He's like, yeah, but you got your degree in fucking computer science. Uh, when you gonna start working at Google or some shit? I'm like, pop, chill. Like, let me yeah. let me work my way into it. It's like they don't really, I don't know. They don't think about shit. Nigga, my mom would be like. Baby, you would look so cute yeah. if you just wore a shirt and tie every day with a nice low haircut and just went and taught kids and taught them how to be better to make this world a better place. Shit. And I'd be like, Ma, that doesn't sound shit like me. But you know you know what's crazy? <laughs> the war is fought in the classrooms, nigga. Because we got a lot of bitch-ass niggas teaching. And I agree. We got... Bro, see, that's why you gotta step in. That's why whenever my mom says that, it makes me feel like shit. Because why? okay, like I told you yesterday when I was talking about we need more black police officers. Mm-hmm. I honestly do, and I can admit this, dog. I feel like I'm not living up to my obligations. Like, yeah. I think I'm being too selfish. There's things that that I could do to change this world that I'm not doing because I really, I really just want to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. I really want to. And it's and like sometimes you feel like that's just not your cross to bear. Like, yeah, I'm like everybody thinks in an activist mind state. Like nowadays, like I have to do this for my people, and I got to do this for the kids, and blah 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 blah. But it's like sometimes you got to make sure yourself straight. For See, you bro, you say that say, I don't think they what they not doing shit. Who are you talking about? People, period. Like, yeah, nigga, like most of these niggas protesting the shit. Y'all not even doing shit. These. It's like, like I told you, most of the people protesting ain't got shit going on, right? See, uh, but a protest is for awareness, though. Yeah. So, of course, you need more people. Mm -hmm. But like you saying, I feel like it's a lot of people out there that's out there because they ain't got shit going on and they just hoping some shit pop off so they can get a part of it. Like, I think it's a lot of people out there that just want to throw some hands. You got to think about a lot of young men and women in this generation. Like, dog, people are just out here living. Mm-hmm. They have no purpose You know what I'm saying Yeah And it's not up to anybody Other than themselves To find that purpose So guess what They gonna go out there And do Whatever purpose The next man got Let me fucking march Fuck it Fucking robot I'm, I'm gonna go out here And march You don't give a shit About none of that shit Like let's really Let's really keep it A hundred You know Like you don't really Care about that shit Like Bro I got a friend I'm not gonna say him By name because I don't think he would Like these words I'm about to say but he's the most lost person that I fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like, super lost. Like, Damo said something real about him uh, right. this morning. What? Well, uh, last night, that nigga was like, bro, one day this nigga wakes up, and this nigga wants to be a fucking, a fucking activist. Mm-hmm. The next day that nigga wakes up, he wants to be a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. The next day that nigga wakes up, that nigga wants to be a drunk and just hang out. Mm-hmm. And fucking do drugs or something. The next day he wakes up, he wants to be a civilized person in society. Yeah. The, the the fifth day, that nigga like, fuck it, nigga. I'm a gangster, nigga. I'm about to tote these fucking pistols. <laughs> it's like, nigga, which one are you, bro? Yeah. Which one are you? What, what, no, you got to pick, bro. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I know, nigga, every day I wake up, nigga, I'm slim. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to be. I mean, like I said, dog. We live in a lost fucking generation. Everybody out here. And I'm not even sitting up here because one thing people people take this the wrong way when I say people, this generation is lost. Like, nigga, I'm lost too. 
But nah. guess what? I'm 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 at least trying to figure out where I'm going to be and where I'm trying to go. Yeah. And I'm gonna you know tell you man? like so life life is like dog, life is like a road, right? So it's like you just stay on that road and you keep going and you make sure you just keep trucking. You make mm-hmm. sure you keep trucking. No matter what, you figure some things out. You figure the path out. You're gonna have to take turns. You may take a shortcut here or there. You know what I'm saying? You may take the long way here and there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, going back to what you were saying, in our generation, they just stopping at the fucking beginning. Yeah, like they literally they haven't even started their journey. Dog, they literally, when somebody said go, they took off running and then just stopped and was like, and now they just back there just looking crazy, and they took a whole nother route. Which is long as fuck to the finish line. Yeah. And that shit makes no sense to me. And those are the people that's protesting. And, <laughs> and like, like I said, and you see a lot of this violence and craziness going on. Here's the thing. This, this whole violent fucking burning cop cars and throwing bricks through windows and shit. Dog, like, where is this coming from? Like, like it's literally happened out of. That's why I see, I can see the inner anger of this generation, and it's because a lot of these motherfuckers is lost. You see all the the rage; they don't know where this country's Bro, going. My question about what's going you know what on saying? right now that I really want to ask you because I know you're gonna have a good answer for it is like, so what really made like black people really riot last time, like the biggest riot you can think of in recent history, was because of the. Police beating of Rodney King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you think this is going to fit in history compared to something like that? Shit. It's going to be up there. You think so for real? Like this moment that we're in right now? I really... I really That think Rodney King shit was wild, bro. It was wild as fuck. But the thing is, at the end of the day, partially because the media just pumps it. Yeah, you know, back back in the day, news was kind of just news. Killer Mike said that about CNN, and it's crazy because I think you have the same like kind of feelings towards Killer Mike that I do, and you kind of was like, I, I don't really want to hear this, and I like, nah, bro, he he spent some shit, mm-hmm. and like, I know you fuck with that media shit, like, excuse me, not fuck with media, but like, you know, like the ideal of, of of media pumping too much negativity, yeah, and that's what he was spitting on, like, yeah. hey, CNN, karma gonna get you. Stop mm-hmm. pumping all this negativity. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they control. Like people don't realize how much the media controls their thoughts and their what what's going on. And if you you're watching on the news somebody in Tennessee or whatever the fuck protesting and rioting, that just sparks, you know, a whole nother wave in another city. Next thing you know, the whole country's rioting. You know what I'm saying? And I'm even seeing like like I like I've been saying I've been seeing a lot of white folks on this shit too now. Yeah, this is this is crazy because like everybody's on it, but I don't know if people are doing it because they actually feel like it, feel this way, or they're doing it just because they feel obligated to it's do start, it. Start yeah, it's starting to feel real disingenuous. Yeah, it, it don't it don't feel like it's like a uh, a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yeah, I want to see. Um, I ain't gonna. Lie. I'm trying to see where this goes, dog. It's looking. It's looking bad so far. It's looking real bad. Oh, bro! But before all this shit start happening, and we've been talking about this shit for 50 minutes, bro. 
dog, before this shit start happening, I really plan on coming out here and just doing a podcast with you to kick the shit because you ain't been on the podcast for a minute yeah. and talk about this nigga, this nigga, uh, what's buddy name? How the fuck did I forget his name? I've been forgetting names lately. I got to go get a, a psyche valve, get my head checked. For real, <laughs> bro. I've been, dementia. Yeah, for real, bro. Dementia <laughs> running my family too, bro. For real? Yes, dog. On Damn. both sides. So, um, what's what's homie name? Um, Devin and partner. The Democrat. You talking about Sean? Who you nah, talking? About? I'm talking about, but buddy running for president. Who's going against uh Trump? Biden. Biden. There we oh go. Oh my god. Oh Joe. Oh Joe. I don't Fucking know how I forgot Joe that nigga Biden, name, bro. Dog. Bro, did you see him that, on the no, breakfast that's club? That's how unimpressionable this motherfucker is, bro. God damn. Remember, um, yeah, I definitely did call you. I think you was the person I called. It was probably around this time last year. I was in Orlando. Me and Trey had went to Orlando, mm-hmm. and I just randomly like walked to a Burger King and got a fucking big ass sandwich. And this nigga was on the fucking Today Show or whatever the fuck it's called with all the women. Mm-hmm. The View. Yeah, the View. Yeah, he was on The View. And I'm just watching that shit, and I'm like, bro, this is the worst speaker I've ever seen in my life. He's trash. Yes, and this is coming from somebody who I grew up shy as fuck and never would let my words out. Mm-hmm. I'm just now getting to my point where I'm like starting to get good with his speaking shit. Mm-hmm. That nigga's trash, bro. Yeah, Joe is definitely top five worst of all time. And now he's running for president, and yeah. you know these folks want us to vote. He's for him. not even a viable candidate like, at all. This, this, this is the craziness about this is like you see the you can see the corruptness of like the Democratic Party. Like he's obviously not suitable to be a front runner for the fucking Democratic candidate, but like the nigga. Borderline is fucked up. Like I think he, I think he does have dementia. I think he is a little fucked up in the head. See, I disagree. Cause it, bruh. I don't. I don't to think to go on the Charlemagne shit and say, oh, if you got you a problem, you ain't black. Then, yeah, you're not black. It's like anybody who running for president, even Trump. Okay, would so not say some dumb shit like that. I'm gonna tell you what I got out of the Charlemagne interview. First off, his team fucked up. He should have never did that interview. You think so? I know so. Yeah, he he should have never that did that fucking though. interview. See, the thing is, that's that's probably no, a, no, no, no. He didn't need that exposure. That's that reach for the black vote. That's what it is. That's what I'm saying. He needs yeah. that exposure for the black vote. If if he doesn't do that interview, does he get the black vote? That's the thing they're thinking. Okay, so this is 2020 right now. Let's say it's the 90s, right? Um, you do Arsenio Hall. You know what I'm saying? Arsenio Hall is different from a Charlemagne. Yeah. Charlemagne is one of those people where he's so controversial, you have to be prepared to go into an interview with Charlemagne. And the thing about Charlemagne's style of interviewing, and me and Maine was just talking about this on Friday night because we recorded a real good podcast. And homie who was on the podcast with us, he was saying, he was like, you know, I was a little excited about this because I know Slim's style of, of podcasting is like, you know, it's a little different. I ain't never really seen nobody who who, who does it like that because mm-hmm. I am a little different. I'm a radical. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Not a radical, but a wild card. Now, Charlemagne, 
Everybody thinks Charlemagne wild. Charlemagne, his style really isn't wild. Charlemagne old got Charlemagne. five questions that he's about to ask you. Yeah, old Charlemagne. Old Charlemagne. I could have gave was it to goofy. Him. Yeah, but this Charlemagne, bro, he only got five questions yeah, he's for so you. So mainstream. And if you can't, if you can't predict the five questions that he's going to ask you, don't go do no, no interview with Charlemagne. Because mm. he only had five questions, bro. Yeah. The interview was thirty minutes. He asked his five questions, mm-hmm. and. Joe did a horrible job. <laughs> he just, and he was so he was so narcissistic with his answers and and uh just everything everything he said just went back to basically just feeling like he was that guy, Bruh, All you got to do to beat Trumpito, and he's he was a representative of of Obama, so he should have he should have just took notes from him. All you have to do. Is just implement some hope into people for mm-hmm. things to get better. That's all you got to do. We going through a pandemic. Now we going through what Riots. people is trying to call a civil war. Yeah. Just implement some hope into people, bro. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. And he dropped the ball on that shit. He doesn't have it. Yeah. He doesn't. It's not in him. You got to think of who he is. He's fucking Joe Biden. He's this wealthy white dude, politician, a career politician, just... The relatability factor is just not there to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that people, I'll say these rednecks can't relate to with Trump is his disdain for people who aren't uh, white. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can hide it behind words all you want. I know Trump don't like fucking minorities. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What his policies do for other people is different. Because yeah. the thing is, I'm willing to sacrifice you being a racist as long as you pass policies that help, I think, help my people. I don't I give think, a fuck. I think the thing about Trump is he just has a really good team. He does. And he's just, he's your unapologetic, you know, fucking leader that you need. Yeah. Because if you're not, if you're not going to be, here's the thing, if you're not going to be classy like Obama, you got to be over the top confident like Trump. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you just gotta put it out there. What president would you compare Trump to in history? In our history, probably he's got the dumbness of George Bush. <laughs> he pulls triggers on policies like FDR. Yeah, and he's got that too. Then he's got the confidence of Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was an asshole, thought he was the shit. Yeah. And then. He has the stardom of Ronald Reagan. Like, Ronald Reagan was an actor before he was a fucking president. So, it's like, he he's a mixture of a lot of different presidents. Ronald Reagan is fucking trash, yeah. nigga. That nigga trash. One of the most hailed white presidents of all time, though. Like, in our generation, you know, white people loved Reagan. Yeah. Bro, you know, I forgot already they tried to impeach Trump. I forgot that shit already. He got impeached. Yeah, but he they did never removed him. He's not. Yeah. He didn't get. It didn't go through the Senate for him to get removed from office. I forgot about that shit already. Yeah, we own it. Own some new shit. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck it. That's the that's the media side. Oh nah, I um, bro, I fully admit, I participate in this this microwave culture, and it's funny the um, the young rapper I uh, I um, I was just playing that you asked me who that was. We was talking about that. But we was talking about like how people consume music and how they consume just all content, period. 
And it's true. Like, our attention spans are fucking horrible. My attention span is pretty good. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm crazy. I sit, I sit and watch a three-hour podcast and look up and be like, damn, I really just sat and burnt three hours of my day. Mm-hmm. Like, my attention span is crazy. But most people I know, <laughs> they can't they can't mm-hmm. pay attention that long. I'm one of those people. Unless it's a, unless it's a Rogan podcast with a good guest or one of your podcasts, because I'm actually truly interested in listening to it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can't even watch Brilliant Idiots no more. <laughs> I can't watch. Uh, it's I just, hard. I just don't like Charlemagne, but Schultz. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I sit and watch Schultz. Schultz every week. I fuck with Schultz because Schultz is gonna bring you. He's going to bring you a nuanced opinion. It's going to be a different side than you've heard. He say a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, he says a lot of dumb shit. But, but I'd rather hear that he's than... He's joking, though. I'd rather hear that than hearing the pre-box, like, pre-box black answer to every question that Charlamagne gives So, bro, I got a question for you. And mm-hmm. I literally was just thinking about this, like, 15 or 20 minutes ago. What? Um... So I'm fresh off of doing a podcast with Damo, and I already made my mind up. I'm putting this one out on Tuesday, and I'm gonna put the one I did on Friday out the week after that. So I'm about to go from a podcast with Damo, with talking about nothing, a whole bunch of drunk shit, because I literally ain't had shit to put out, to this podcast that we just did that was very insightful and intellectual. Mm. How do you think people are gonna feel about that? Like, do you think I become the guy where people come to for entertainment? So when they hear a podcast like this, they're like. I think I'm going to turn this off. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why I asked this question. I didn't want to say this because I hate talking bad about Joe Button because mm-hmm. I tweet him on Twitter all the time and he's always responding to me. For Yeah. Oh, I ain't tell you about that? I've seen it before, but I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, bruh, I just listened to their podcast on the way here and I turned it off. I've never turned their podcast off before. I always listen to their podcast all the way through. And what made you do that? Because they're always joking. And that day... They was talking about everything that's going on right now, the riots and stuff like that. And that nigga Ma was saying the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> you had to turn that nigga off. I turned that shit off. I was like, bro, if they keep letting this nigga get the flow, because I'm one of them type niggas since I podcast, like, I'm not going to just let somebody just keep saying some dumb shit. Bruh, I just remember what Ma said on Joe Button in them podcasts. What's up? This nigga Ma said that black people have more than enough power in this country to fight against everything. That all we have to do is just come together and there's no reason why like racism should should still be alive. Because we have all the power and that um, he, no, he, no, he basically was saying that there's not just 14% of us in this country. See, a lot of people have a misunderstanding because they see Maul dumb as fuck for that, but they have a lot of misunderstanding because black people, let's be honest, we have gained a lot of wealth over the years. Yeah. We have politicians. It happened really quick, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I think I think that's why they're confused. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you get a false sense of power from seeing people, you, from seeing idols and figureheads, right? Yeah. We had a black president, a, a, a black president. That was a false sense of power. Like, what could Obama really do? You're seeing the ex- Michael Jordan, Oprah. Yeah. You're seeing the extent. LeBron James. We're seeing these type people, and we're thinking like, Nah, we have way more. Jay Z, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre. There, it's a lot more movers and shakers out here. Yes, these are wealthy people in their their lane of what they're doing, 
but it's a lot more that comes with uh, being able to control, you know, the way the tide moves in this country, especially politically and socially and economically. There are reasons why there are certain economic groups, you know, hold the the kind of power they have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say this. I always feel like black people are a couple steps behind. Like when yeah. some new shit's up, we always like the last one to see that. Oh, this is what you need to do. You yeah, know what I'm saying? it's the wave. Yeah, kind of like with um with stocks and shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, niggas just not getting on stocks. Stocks and-, and niggas hitting me up because you know I'm the one into the, like numbers and money and shit, mm-hmm. and they like, hey, Slim, bro, you need to get on these stocks. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bitch, I've been in People, investments yeah. since I was like 19. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there there'll be a wave coming through. And black people always catch it last. I, I, that's, you know, due to resources and exposure to things. And like I said, that comes from generations and generations of, you know, successfulness and successful ancestors. And then you get you get that knowledge from them and you take it and use it in your life. That's what we lack. But power, power is something I will say that black people don't necessarily have. Be honest. And it's because I was shocked he actually said that. If you don't, and have, I was happy when Joe Budden corrected him. Yeah, if you don't have power in numbers, you gotta have power in wealth. You know what I'm saying? Which, mm-hmm. like, what Jews have? You know, a lot of Asian people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Last people you would you would say is black people. You know what I'm saying? Them facts. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you don't have the power in numbers like white people got, you gotta have the power like the Jew got. But right, a question I have for you is like, how do you think the people receive like me having a podcast with Damo and then doing a podcast with you? Oh, like, the like, thing, like, what do you think that does for my platform? See, this is the thing. You want to know the biggest reason why I listen to Rogan? Why? The biggest reason why I listen to Rogan is Rogan's versatility. Okay. And the thing I love about you. In your podcast, and why I think you are the next Joe Rogan or Black Joe Rogan, however you want to fucking coin that, is the way that you're able to sit down and have a conversation about anything with anybody. You're able to absorb. You're able to move and react to you know certain conversations, even if you yeah, don't really situations. know shit. Even if you don't really know shit about it. That's what I love about Rogan. Mm-hmm. Rogan is like a common man, but he'll sit down and have a fucking conversation with a neuroscientist and rogan, that's rogan is really smart though yeah but the reason why rogan is smart is because he's he's really informed he does mm-hmm. a lot of research he reads a lot which is also how i am also but mm-hmm. you know i've been saying i've been saying forever i wanted to be the black joe rogan and it's funny because it's this podcast that i used to like keep up with a little bit and i had said something to like kind of like that to a message that i had with them and they spoke on it on their podcast. Like, yeah, this guy told me he wanted to be like the black Joe Rogan. I yeah. I told you about that before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, ain't little nothing wrong. Yeah. Fired. But, bro, ain't nothing wrong with, like, looking up to somebody and, and, and studying them. There's nothing wrong with it. Because how did Kobe become Kobe and how did LeBron become LeBron? Exactly, bro. Because, see, my thing is, like, why not look at the greats mm-hmm. and, and see what it is? This nigga Rogan just on a hundred million dollars. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you hating on that shit, if you don't want me to be the black Joe Rogan, fuck you. 
ain't it? I, that's what I'm aiming. And then once million, I once nigga. I get there, then I'm a you know I. That's the thing. You gonna add your own twists and tricks to it. It's not like you just gonna fucking do exactly as the man doing. Yeah. It's just you. Because I can't be Rogan. You gotta witness greatness to be great. Yeah. To then, realize where the bar is. On top of that, I do I do shit differently anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole style. Like I do a lot of hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of local shit. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, it got kind of crazy because at first I was like, man, I ain't gonna be the nigga that goddamn do all the local goddamn hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. But I have turned into that nigga, so now I feel like I really can't stop. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people want. You want a worldwide podcast, but if you really think about when Joe Rogan really first started, when he had that grainy ass footage, it was just him and his comedian friends yeah. from the fucking local club. Bro, I'm gonna be yeah. honest. It's still just him and comedian friends. Yeah, like for, for real, the most Rogan's part, podcast is still just him and comedian friends, for the most and he part, has special guests. Yeah, that's all it is, bro. Exactly. Like most of the most of the guests he puts on his podcast are comedians, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that shit because yeah. I told you when I first started my own podcast. That's what I wanted. Like I was like, bro, I got friends that I think is interesting. I yeah. want to just put put my friends on here and just kick some shit. Cause really the show, you know, I ain't trying to sound selfish or nothing, but or, or, uh, excuse me, self centered. But the show really is about me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like I just want people to like get an insight of my world. I feel like uh, when it comes to growth. And potential with a podcast, you have everything that you need because you're not afraid. You're unapologetic. You're not no politically correct ass Charlemagne ass nigga. And I never will be. Exactly. So you ain't ever got to worry about if, that. If that day ever comes, bro, you ain't fucking with it, bro. Just I'm gonna know. I'm gonna always be. Yeah, bro. I support you. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Well, can I tell you a secret? What? I did try to stop saying bitch. See, I've been trying to. I told you out here. I hang around a little bit of country boys out here and. They told me Your reason is different from mine and, and I want us to talk about this Let me go first though What? Okay I want to stop saying bitch Kind of like two reasons Okay First reason I did I did some work with a client And she was paying me really well mm-hmm. And for some reason She found out that I had a podcast I, I try to keep my photography and my videography Separate from my podcast Like I got a, a whole separate website Whole separate social media accounts, all that for my photography and my videography, mm-hmm. because you know I, I'm making some 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 decent money now off that shit. Mm-hmm. But somebody, I guess she found out somehow through somebody that I had a podcast. She asked me about it. I was like, yeah, I got a podcast, and she was like, I want to check it out. <coughs> Excuse me. Some uh, somebody told me it was good. Boom. Gave her the uh, link. Just so happened the day she checked it out, I was talking about some Takashi Six Nine shit, oh, hell. and I was like, nigga. If a nigga fuck your bitch, nigga, that's on you, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Shawty was just kind of like, yeah, that that ain't really for me. Woo-doo-doo-woop. She was like, I, I really ain't even know you was like that. And I was like, you're my client. You're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So that was when I was like, you know, I'm going to tone down on the bitch shit. Then the next thing I did, I did the future review. I blurred out. I mean, uh, beeped out every time I said bitch. You bleeped it out? Mm-hmm. Like I chopped one of them off and then I bleeped out like two more. And I didn't even realize how much I used that word. And then the thing is crazy, bro. I don't know. Like people, people out here change me on that. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like I gotta grow up a little. That's bit. That's why I want to talk about why you like what you feel about it. Because for me, 
it's more it's, it's more so of like I feel like it's an obligation because people are offended by it and like you know I'm real big on white people saying the n word, mm-hmm. so I feel like I should treat it as such when it comes to women being offended by it mm-hmm. because I don't play that shit. So it's like mm-hmm. I'll try not to, even though it's two totally different things. Yeah, the way we we interpret it. And the way other people interpret it from interpret it from the outside is two two different things. Like, like I said before, like bitch to us is a pronoun. It's like just like bitch, this bitch talking about you know you just yeah. it. it's not like yeah. like I mean you're a fucking bitch. You know yeah. I'm not saying it like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like eh, it's just some oh, but I do use it in that way you just said also and yeah but i got bro i'm gonna tell you a story i'm gonna tell you a story dog and i and i wasn't mad bro me and trey was riding one day and this girl called me and she was like why why'd you block me why you don't talk to me and i was like because you a self-centered bitch (laughs) and i hate self-centered bitches hey but the thing is girls gotta realize bitch can also be used for a man yeah, for sure, nigga. I say bitch ass yeah. nigga more than goddamn any nigga you know. Yeah, cause it's some niggas like bro, a nigga that's always in the mirror, goddamn. That's a bitch. Yeah, I've met more bitch niggas than I've met actual bitches. Like yes, bitch women. Yes, there are more bitch niggas out here than there are actual facts. Women nigga. that are bitches. Facts. And a bitch is a bitch is more of a personality. It's more of a mood. It's more of a vibe. It's not more. It's not like really a type of person. It's a. Like, it's a. It's a cliche motherfucker. Yeah. Like, bro, I say it all the time. <laughs> it's funny because I've been talking about this nigga the whole podcast. Bro, I love Trey to death too. Let me just say that right there. I love. <laughs> I really love Trey, bro. I fought with Trey. Trey, that my nigga. Bruh, gang. But me and Trey got into it before because he was dating this girl. And I snapped on that nigga. I was like, bro, you don't date bitches like this. Mm. Like, this is gross, nigga. Yeah. Like, that, those type women bring you into a world that you have no business living in. Mm-hmm. Like, you can you can dibble and dabble in different worlds. And yeah. I've done it because I done been with life, multiple bitch. type women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It would, Like you said, it will change your fucking life. The change your life, bitches? Yeah. Them bitches is poison. Yes, bro. Like, bro, we said it yesterday. Like, niggas, whenever they got them do drugs with a woman for the first time, mm-hmm. that woman has their heart forever. Yep. And then I guess who I found out got them did drugs before one person. Who? With Whitney and Bobby. I found out Whitney put Bobby on the shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. I yes, thought nigga. Bobby was oh, you fucking late. her up. Oh, no, nah, you late. Nigga, Bobby said straight up, goddamn, he ain't know what the fuck crack was. And you get and you start to realize the circles that Whitney playing in, and she ain't she ain't around white people and all these crazy motherfuckers, rich, wealthy because drug addicts and shit. Let's be honest, Bobby ain't had that much money. Nah, Whitney was a fucking megastar. He in a boy band that tours constantly just to make his you know make his guap. Ends meet, yeah. yeah. He makes his guap touring constantly. Whitney was America's sweetheart. Yes. She got bread. She mingling in circles that. Where the fucking Justin Bieber's and shit be at now. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the, the high. She was that generation. You know what I'm saying? Britney Spears's and stuff. So I can understand now. Like, oh, now that makes sense. Like she did probably put him on that shit. And bro, now he's just a man. Living. A man would let a woman change their fucking life. That's the bro. weirdest thing. And that's the weirdest thing. Like if, as a man to me, if you ain't got the strength enough to avoid 
a woman taking your soul from you like that, I can't respect you. I got a couple friends like that, but I can't respect you. Yo, we actually got a lot yeah. of friends like that in common. Yeah. But, th- dog, that's why the Medusa shit is just so real. Greek mythology is crazy, That's bro. not even no chauvinist shit, but... Oh, no, 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 that's real. Because it's also two sides to it. But it's kind of different. Because a man will let a woman straight alter his life mm-hmm. and just bring him into that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But a man... But a man will also, like, beat a woman down in her, in her life and bruise her mm-hmm. and turn her into something else. Yeah, it's just it's just two different type beings. Mm-hmm. That's you know what's even crazier, and you know we ain't even no Christian type niggas, but that's that Adam and Eve shit. Facts. Because Eve put that nigga on that apple and said, "Let's take a bite of this fruit right here," and God told this nigga, Adam, you know damn that's well, why. That's you know, why damn well you're not supposed to fuck with this shit. And he still was like, man, but my bitch doing it. But you know, bro, like, that's what stories are for. Stories are for you that so to perceive them like that. Yeah. Isn't that so beautiful? Just like, I just use, I I just wish, use the Medusa one. But I wish other people would see it like that. But they take it as, like, nah, fact, not They don't have those top fact brands. Those and shit. Like Medusa. The first time I seen the Medusa story, I was like, oh, yeah. Bitches definitely got the cooties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I still say that shit to that day on some childish shit, but I be joking. But All it's like these motherfuckers, bro. When I was young, bro, I, I think I told this story on the podcast before. Like I was one of them pretty niggas that girls used to chase home from school. Mm-hmm. So I used to be like, these bitches is gross. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Like they be out here fucking everybody. They be chasing me home from school and shit. I ain't got time for this. Girls are fucking disgusting. Yeah. Even though that's that's just my walk of life. You know what it's, I'm saying? But it's weird. You would think the opposite because people think how dominant men are. But you, so much growing up, women dominated so much of like our thoughts as kids, as young men, as adolescent adults. Yeah, we did everything trying to get their attention. Yeah, women like, and you really start to see as you grow older, like women really run shit. You really start to realize it. Happy wife, happy life, all that lame nigga shit. But. But you know what's crazy though, Big King? What's up? I wasn't like that when I was young. I was green as fuck. I was too. Like, like I wanted to have long hair and be cute because I just wanted to be like the rappers I listened to. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then eventually, there becomes this this turn and this and, and this tide where men grow into themselves. I think it's after your first heartbreak. You start to realize, like, oh, like, she can pretend to be innocent, but it was all manipulation. And I'll never be treated like that again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's when the dog is formed. You know, there's some truth to that. And it's funny because I always tell people I never got my heart broken. Mm -hmm. I got my heart broken before. And it won't. It's not even like a serious heartbreak, but it was like, oh. I gotta watch my back out here in these streets. Like I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, because I ain't never even told nobody this before. When I was in sixth grade, I was I was messing with this um German and black girl. My best friend was older than me. He was in eighth grade. And um she used to live off base. So she like I would only see her when she would stay at her friend's house for the weekend or something. Well, the day that she was on base, me and my mom went off base to go get some Italian pizza. Cause, you know, mm-hmm. we stayed in Germany and shit. We stayed real close to Italy. 
So we went to go get some pizza or whatever. We ended up shopping all day. You know, I was a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. So I would hang out with my mom all day and do bitch shit. That's why I, I probably should have turned into a bitch ass nigga. Because <laughs> I used to shop, you know, yeah. just do all kind of bitch shit. Ain't no, I ain't no telling how the fuck I turned out like this and not on no bitch shit. But um, get back on base. It's it, it's kind of dark, but it ain't really dark yet. My mom, I ain't had to be home by the street lights. I had to be home by like ten on weekends type shit because mm-hmm. I was in sixth grade, and um, everybody was just acting weird outside. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what the fuck going on? So when my homeboy went in the house, that's when everybody told me. They was like, yeah, man, he was out here kissing on your girlfriend and shit. Oh, I got fuck so fucking no. mad, bro. I was crying and shit, bro. I went home. Goddamn, I just stayed up all night just mad as fuck. So the next day I woke up in the morning time, and I'll never forget, bro. That was the same day that T-Mac fucked his back up in the playoffs against the Hornets. <laughs> Why the fuck do I remember that? <laughs> <laughs> bro, but, but that's that type of shit that it sticks with you. Yeah, it's just there. And then from there... That's what a dog is created. Yeah, you so know bro, what I'm saying. I walked in his crib. Everybody was playing the game. They was playing uh, NCAA. Got them. They playing the game, and he was like, "What's up, bro?" I was like, "What's up?" He ain't say nothing. He just kept playing the game. I rocked the shit out of that nigga, bro. <laughs> just start whooping that nigga ass. But that's the only heartbreak I had. And you're right. After that, that created that dog. That's that dog, bro. It, it happens to all of us. Like, I know a lot of these guys. That I talk to nowadays who live out here, the sweet, sweet little country boys. Yeah, that, they just really. That's nice. what I want to talk about. I got off subject too much. That's what I want to uh-huh. talk about. These uh, country niggas you work with and why you want to stop saying bitch. Yeah, I wanted man. It, it because there's a certain level of growth. I feel like, like a man should reach, right? Where there are certain things that a man should view as beneath him. I feel like kind of like. Like saying bitch, right? Uh huh. I feel like you should. We at a certain age, I should feel like that that kind of is like beneath me to use that as an adjective and as a pro as a noun or whatever the fuck a pronoun or whatever the fuck. Because there's a certain level of maturity that you realize how it affects the people around you. It's not about how it affects you or what you think about it. It's about how it affects the world around you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so. You know, they they conveyed to me, like, even Katie doesn't care when I use the bit, the word bitch. I'll be like, and sometimes I'll be like, bitch, you, you know goddamn well. And I'll be talking to her. And she yeah. won't even, she's not offended. She's laughing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's about how, as an, I feel like as a man, there's a certain level of growth you got to reach. I don't know. I'm having these revelations in life. I ain't figured it all out yet, but. Using the word bitch like that. Like, you think about any old head, unless they playing around or drunk or, you know, something like that. They don't even use it. They don't say nigga neither. Yeah. Which is, I wonder when that's going to be. When am I going to hit that revelation? But I can't not say nigga because it's just like, oh, so it's ingrained in me. That's why I feel like a lot, when I think about niggas we grew up with in Augusta, I feel like it's a different place. Because I come out here, it's a different culture and all this shit, but they just don't understand people like me. They be like, they don't understand why. Um, I think it's your friend group, though. I don't think it's like the the, the place. It's just the people around you. You you think the people that I grew up around in Augusta, or you think people out here? Because um, Augusta. Because it's like, so 
the people that we have in common, for example, mm-hmm. pretty much similar type niggas when when like you get down to the nitty and gritty. Mm-hmm. Like growing up wise, not now. I yeah. mean like growing up. Pretty much similar type, like the guys that got the girls. Mm. Those type. Now I'm pretty sure you also had friends that didn't get the girls. Mm-hmm. That, you know, probably didn't do drugs. That probably didn't do anything bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where are they at now? They're different. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the certain type of people that you still keep in contact with are a certain way. Yeah. So now you're at work with these type of people. Everybody you at work with comes from a different walk of life. Mm-hmm. Just simple and plain. Different, totally different walk of lives, bro. So it's like they have different upbringings. And I say all the time, like, it's all about how you grew up. The biggest thing when it comes to that love shit, like, I'm going to talk about Trey Trey one more time. And I swear I ain't talking about him no more. Trey is a super lover boy. I'm talking about hold the door open, walking, walking, holding hands, all that shit. Like, yeah. one day around Trey and you'll be like, I do not treat my bitch good enough. Excuse yeah. me, girl, since the topic is about bitch. But, <laughs> dog, one day with him, you'll be like, bro, what the fuck? And it all stems down to he grew up with his mother and father. Yeah. That's what it is, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't think about how childhood things really affected us to who we are today like mm-hmm. i ain't never see romeo and juliet growing up yeah like never so like i'm not even used to that like a girl wanting to be affectionate with me i'm kind of like hey shawty chill yeah. <laughs> you know what why i'm you saying on my dick, man? yeah That's like god damn too. why you want to hold my hand and shit like you wild shawty you know what i'm saying like the the only time i ever seen love was how my mama treated me and it's weird because like now I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm man enough to admit, like, I like women that's like my mama because that's the only person I ever really loved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's not even a weird shit. It's just on some Freud shit. Like, nigga, that's the person that loved me. That's the person mm-hmm. that showed me affection growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I want a woman like her because mm-hmm. that's all I fucking know. Yeah. And that makes 100% sense. Yeah, she's not she's not really like the super affectionate type person. She used to be until I start being different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, dog. Some people just grow up in in healthy households and that's all they seen and that's what they want. And that's fine. Some of us don't though, and people just need to understand the difference. Cuz I didn't grow up seeing all that lovey-dovey shit. That's the thing is like one difference in my but I understand what you're saying because I'm kind of like that too. I grew up with a step parent, so it's like me also. I saw them being affectionate, but I wasn't approving of that shit because like deep down that's my dad always, but I always had this like little feeling in the background like your hands up my motherfucking mama nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like. So- you always had that shit. It's weird. It's weird. Carter, nigga, Carter treats me like that. I'm like, nigga, I don't know if you you just love your mama so much, you just got them so protective of her. Or nah, what? that's the Freud shit. He's just young right now. He gonna, he gonna clean the daddy later. Yeah. I already know I'm gonna take him under my wing. Because the thing is, bro, I think I'm gonna be the coolest daddy ever, bro. I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the most laid back, chill dad. Like I'm probably one of the best parents. I gotta ask you a had. question then, because I care about this. I want to know if you care about this. What's up? 
do you like okay you said you woke up this morning and ran and ran like three miles right or two mm-hmm. miles something like that um do you want to be the dad that drops cart off at school and his little girlfriends be like your daddy's so fine hell no nah. oh i care about that you like that type <laughs> shit yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like bruh honestly i don't even like when little kids look at me any kind of way like that That's weird to me Nah yeah. see it ain't even like that though bro It's just like You wanna be the fine daddy You do Like but... you remember You remember when you was young The girls that used to be like Oh yeah. that well, nigga daddy, daddy fine, fine. Yeah. yeah Yeah I remember that type of shit Because Tyna's daddy looked like DMX Yeah So when he would come and get me from school They'd be like Oh this nigga daddy fine <laughs> You know what I'm saying yeah. He was ugly as hell But he just <laughs> He just looked like DMX And DMX was hot nigga yeah. That nigga had just put out Two albums in a year Then dropped the Great Depression When we was going through the depression Yeah DMX was just hot Shit crazy But yeah I would I guess I would, Don't get me wrong I want to be the nigga With the salt and pepper hair and beard And I want to be I want to be a mountain man bro that's my destiny. You out with this uh this mountain shit. I want that's what I want. I want to live off the side of a fucking lake by a mountain somewhere. I want nature. I don't want none of this shit. I want to be disconnected from all of this. So where your kid going to go to school at? You don't, you don't want him I'm to drive be him. around people? No, this is the thing. I've always planned to live in a town similar to the size of Augusta, maybe 300 some thousand people. But I want to live outside of that. So we're in Augusta, probably Appling or something. Like, I have me a nice house with some land, and I drive in town to take my son to school, to a nice school where he can, you know, and then I have a city near me somewhere. Like, And you're willing to drive him every day in town mm-hmm. to go to school? Yeah. S- seeing that my life is that convenient at that time, yes. I'm here to tell you, my little brother uh, blew the motor in a car that I gave him a while ago, and I had to drive him to work and pick him up every day. For months, mm-hmm. that was not the move. Why you said it, nigga? Waking up every day, like days I be hungover. I just had a good night, and I gotta take this nigga to work. Then days where I've been working all day, I gotta go pick this nigga up. But you don't never have a natural inclination to want to just get back out in nature and see and do and nigga. You be fucking taking pictures of birds and shit. I know you do. Yeah, I fuck I fuck with outdoors real hard. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm an outdoors type nigga. But as far as like live live outdoors, no, I'm, I'm not saying nigga. I'm not saying live, but I'm saying if you could take all right, let's just say you live in fucking Augusta, right? Mm-hmm. But you have, you know, a nice little five bedroom house out in Lincolnton sitting on, you know, fifty acres. And you can drive, you can commute, you know what I'm saying, back and forth. And I feel like that, to be out in nature, be around lakes and fish and animals and being around nature and being disconnected from just everything that's going on in town, that's all I want. I want to be away from that. And then when I want to engage in it, I go engage in it. But then I had to ask, like, where you got that from? Like what makes like what is it about society that you want to disconnect from? I feel like it's poisonous. I really do. Like I feel like our overconsumption of media is what's dry. Like me, I'm a I'm really susceptible to media. 
I'm highly susceptible to media. Some people aren't. Some people watch some shit and they're like, oh. I think this is one of them things where it's, you just know yourself. So mm-hmm. you know, like, your flaws and you just want to correct them and get the fuck away from them. Yeah. Because, you know, much. I'm one of them niggas that just don't give a fuck. Because now, like, you have social media, right? And you'll post some wild shit every now and then, right? I have social media. I post some wild shit every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I can't control myself. You know what I'm saying? I really can't control that shit. It's like just part of me. Like I had, oh, I can, I can speak freely, and I just figured that shit out. Now, now it's on the cracking. Yeah, bro, you a social media junkie? I am. Admittedly, I don't care. That's what. But the thing is, I got the, I got the the wherewithal to know that I'm fucking, I'm addicted, bro. That's a good thing about me. I know my addictions. Yeah, most people don't know. Mm-mm. That way, up every day, scroll social media. I ain't gonna lie, dog. I'm like that too, but I always give myself one hour, bro. Like I gotta at least read first, read some positive shit, get my day in order, then I start scrolling through social media like a fucking fiend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that, but most people straight social media. If you have a conversation with them, like you always say, they talking memes. They talking memes. Bruh, that's Everything just they do is grossest just, shit to me. Bruh, they be like, oh, you ain't see that new fight video online? Like, nigga, no, I ain't watch no fucking fight video, yeah. nigga. Why the fuck would I watch a fight video, bruh? Niggas speaking memes. Niggas thinking memes. Yes, bruh. It's like, dog, where's your mind? Where is your mind? Bruh, most people is like, so Fat Cam would be like the severe case. He all He dialed in. He dialed in For real That nigga's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> That bitch a brilliant idiot Bruh No he's an idiot, idiot. <laughs> Full fledged Yeah And he think he's so fucking that smart That bitch flagging <laughs> Bruh he think he's so smart bruh And he is a fuck? Boy That nigga He can't talk about nothing That ain't on social media nigga Bruh I forgot the conversation He tried to have with me One day we went to the gym We got into this big ass argument It was a simple ass conversation That he just did not get bro I think it was on like some kind of black issues type shit. And I was like, oh, you really just don't know this. And he just was going in like, no, nigga, you wrong. I forgot what it was, bro. It wasn't even no hot take, bro. Yeah. And I was like, buddy just really don't get shit, bro. And I was telling him, I was like, hey, bro, I gave that nigga like three books to read. I was like, hey, you need to read this, this, and that. And he mm-hmm. was like, nigga, that's your problem. You think reading makes you more intelligent. I was like, uh, statistically speaking. Me? <laughs> I was like, Actually, it does. Yes. And he was like, no, nigga. You can't got them. You can't get nothing out of them books that I ain't got from experience. I was like, nigga, your experiences ain't that good. Nigga. We got the same experiences. Your mama is from South Augusta. Your daddy is from The is only from experience Apple. he would have is that he did get booted overseas. That's about it. That's the only experience I can give him. Six months? Yeah. He did a little tour. That bitch would drive around the desert. <laughs> that bitch would drive around it. the desert. I get it. I get it. I get it. That's the only. I'm, ne- I'm never taking that away, man. Shout out to the troops, man. Yeah, I'm never bro, taking. For real. I'm never taking that away from nobody. Cause one thing I will tell niggas is I'm Team America, a hundred percent. Yeah, nigga, I'm riding. Straight up, I'm riding. It's my gang for real. Trump 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> hey, shout out to Trent, bro. Trent just sold me the car I got for my brother, bro. 
Trent been going in on the internet talking about Trump 2020. Yeah. And he a goddamn nigga with long dreads. Mm-hmm. He been going in. And I'm going to be honest, though. A lot of niggas is starting to wake up to the, yes. to the failures. Yes. The fail, like, niggas is like, they're not hard, dark, hard, like, diehard Democrats anymore. Like, niggas starting to wake up seeing, like, oh, these niggas, they but don't see, fuck with us either. But you know what, like, kind of scares me about, like, other niggas like Trent? What? Because I used to really be like that. And now I'm I'm still like that, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of like a little, like, I'm not going to say to the left because I don't mean left and right. Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, I'm kind of like center, a lot center. Um, what y'all got to realize about uh, about being black is like we're a hundred percent for black people. Yeah, facts. Because at the end of the day, we realize the game. So politics is just some fun shit, just some flugazy bullshit. You there know you what I'm saying? Like that's why I be trying to get niggas like Dev to realize. Like, yeah, there's some flugazy bullshit, fun shit, but I'm not gonna be no diehard Democrat. What the fuck? Oh yeah, that's wild. No, but like, bro, like somebody like Trent. We go after the policies that affect our pockets the most. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you really sit down and you evaluate that. And it's funny because my big brother, I used to always think he was a fucking idiot. This nigga been a fucking Republican since I can remember. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because it's like you go after the policies that affect your pocket the most. Yeah. But at the same time, you also got to look out for the people. Mm-hmm. So that's what keep you centered. There's a certain level where you'll hit like where you're just billionaire status where. You know, you could be a Democrat and it's not going to hurt you that much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you, there's all kind of loopholes and shit you can use to fucking yeah. avoid losing all your wealth. But fucking nigga, like my dad and my mom, they could say at the end of the day, oh, I fuck with Hillary or something like that. But at the end of the day, they they're put, they put like Republican policy when it comes to economics. Yeah, facts. economics. Come on. They like Republicans. Facts. They probably not gonna say it out loud neither, but uh, the way they speak and the way they talk about things is gonna be a, I'm a be Republican honest, policy. The only thing that's stopping Republicans from gaining black people is the fact that there's a large amount of racist people in the Republican Party. Facts. Most black people, most are Christian. Mm-hmm. Most are fiscally conservative. They want to save money. They want to learn how to get rich. They want to fucking. Make tax cuts that help people in their tax bracket. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, I'm going to say most people, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of black people on the in on the welfare side of things, right? Mm-hmm. That w- helps the other side of that. But most black people would rather, they're more attracted to the Republican side of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes more sense as a black person to be a Republican than it does a Democrat. I'm not even either one. I don't participate. Like, me and Slim tell people all the time, we don't participate in that shit either way. Because Dead slap in the center. Yeah. Because it's like, like I said, as far as policies go, I'd be like, hmm, the Republicans sound pretty good. Yeah. But as far as, like, thinking about people, yeah, it's like, the left definitely sounds good also. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, bro, I always tell this story. It was one day I got hit real bad on a dice game. You know I'm a fucking gambler. Yeah. I got hit bad. I was sad as fuck. I ain't had shit in my pocket but $20. And I was walking downtown looking stupid. I was like, I'm about to go into this bitch. I can't afford shit but a fucking double shot of hand scrape and one Corona. Yeah. And I'm going to just leave. And this homeless nigga came up to me and was cracking these jokes. And I was fucking laughing. And he was like, bro, you ain't got no change? 
I said, bro, I ain't got number $20. And I just pulled that shit out and just gave it to him. For real? Yeah, I'm like, shit. Nigga, I just fucking lost goddamn $1,200. <laughs> I might as well give this nigga $20. I just yeah. blew goddamn 1200 doing some dumb shit. Yeah. I might as well get that shit to him. That shit head ass. But see, that's just my mentality, though. And, like, I tell my little brothers all the time, I used to think just like them when I was young, but when you get older and you see how cutthroat this fucking world is, mm-hmm. you can't always be like that. So, me, I'm the type of person, like, I'm going to help you, like, when I can and when it's necessary. Yeah. But I am Mr. Give Money to the Homeless. Mm-hmm. I give money to crackheads, too, though. Uh, I know most niggas don't believe in that shit, that's another but I don't thing, give a fuck. That's another thing growing up in the black experience. You're going to... I think black people are some of the most relatable people you will ever meet. Yeah. You can relate. I don't care what community besides black the black community you come from, you can relate to a black person in some way. Whether you're Asian, Jewish, fucking rich, poor. Nigga, there's a lot of relatability in our culture. Like, And I say our culture, and you know, I'm on this new wave of not even believing in that. Like, I'm, I'm on this whole new forward taking any, everybody as an individual, but I know what it means to be black. And I feel like our relatability and why people f- cling to us and, and gravitate towards us so much is our relatability. Dog. Like, it's funny. It's funny though. The people listening going to be like, yeah, they already going to think like slim, slim and big King got another good podcast, but they don't know. Like me and this nigga, big King got them beef so hard, bro. Oh, bruh, do we? We've been on the same page for the for this uh two hours, but we beef so fucking hard, so hard. Like you was just talking about culture, like you'll you'll text me some random head ass stupid <laughs> shit, <laughs> and I'll be like, nigga, that's my Look. culture, and you'll be like, nigga, what culture? <laughs> that shit'll piss me off so bad, I'll because, be like, nigga, nigga <laughs> I'll be sending them crazy ass texts. I'll be like, nigga, my fucking culture, nigga. That's what, nigga. That's the thing is they you've been you've been prepackaged and sold this culture, but it's like, is it even something that is you? Is it even something that belongs to your people? Is it something that you want to be a part of? Is it something you want to change? Is it something you want to improve? Because the thing is, there's this idea of black and white culture that have remained stagnant. Yeah. And, and see, I shit like that I can't get mad at. Yeah. That's the truth. Because it's like, I would rather not take part in that anymore. See, I told you, though, like, growing up, I ain't listening to nothing but rap, mm-hmm. 90s R&B. That's just, that's just what was in the that's forefront for me. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. So, of course, growing up, I thought that's what being black was. Mm-hmm. I thought that was black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Nelly comes out with a fucking do-rag with a hat. And a fucking band-aid. I never put a band-aid on my face. I just want to say that. <laughs> make that clear. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you feel like that's what being black is. Yeah. But you don't really know no better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just the society you're in and, and the people you're around, just your environment. Yeah. But as you grow older, you realize, like, there was also black kids that were skateboarding that I thought was mm-hmm. weirdos. Exactly. They were black, too. Mm-hmm. They just didn't do what I did. Yep. I thought their shoes was cool. I'm going to be honest. Like, I always thought Vans was cool. Mm-hmm. Not Vans like them shits that, that, that Damo and them like. Mm-hmm. I don't like them shits. Old them school shits Vans. ugly. Yeah, the Old skateboarding motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, I used to wear Jinko. Yeah. I tell people all the time. And Flamehead. Mm-hmm. I thought Flamehead was hard as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That also can be black. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, 
dog being being black has this weird ass stigmatism that isn't true bro it's just yeah. it's this false ass sense of reality it's like you see a nigga the comparison you just did and that was an amazing comparison to my gunplay and obama yeah. you see a nigga that look like gunplay gunplay is definitely a black man mm-hmm. but it's like that's not you used to always crack that joke like my Jesus look like gunplay <laughs> for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my Jesus, nigga. Yeah, but it's for like real. it's like being black is literally it's everything, nigga. Yeah, it's just it's just it's literally everything. It's owning who you are and where you come from, mm-hmm. and being strong enough to move forward because there's no other people as strong mm-hmm. as black people. And the thing about being the biggest thing about blackness is. Knowing your history and knowing the thing is, you could listen to punk rock as long as you know Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, you know Booker T. Washington, you know Frederick Douglass, you know, you know where you come from, you know Miles Davis, you know Tupac, you know Biggie. Mm-hmm. As long as you know where you come from, you're okay with me. And it's not even about liking rap music, like, as long as you know those people, yeah, as long as you know your biggest. Contributors to who you are and what made you and what made your your people your people, that is what makes black culture to me. Because a lot of people nowadays they just think Migos culture. Oh, that the culture. We do it for the culture. If that's the culture, then white people in this shit. You know what I'm saying? If that's the culture, I don't want to be a part of that. Exactly. Shit because it's packaged. Bro, I just told you. I just told you this. Morning. It's prepackaged, sold and bought. It's not. That's not mine. I don't subscribe to that. I just told you this morning too. Like. I ain't gonna lie, you beef with me hard as fuck. I do. But I be goddamn, I be looking at shit you be doing and I be like, this nigga be calling me immature and all this shit, but that shit lame. I know. Like, y'all niggas just sat and watched Uzi fucking go sneaker shopping. That shit was cool as fuck, too. That nigga had That shit goddamn. was lame that as fuck. That bit had fuck. a bust down rollies on. That bit had the goddamn. And I was looking at y'all niggas. Y'all niggas was that glued spent, to the fucking like TV. 10 racks on shoes. That shit was kind of cool. See what I'm saying? And I don't get off on that. <laughs> I'm looking at y'all like, nigga, this is the most ignorant shit I've yeah. seen all week. Yeah. And y'all get off on that shit. I like it. I Why like though? It. Why? Bruh, I don't know. Because like at the same time I say I don't subscribe to black culture, I like to see niggas with brown skin flossing and winning. I like it. I love it. Bruh, I like, I like jewelry, bruh. I like jewelry a lot. But... Some of that shit just get kind of hit. It's childish. Dog. It's childish. Yeah, but that's like to me, that's some wavy shit. That's what like nigga just buy walk in the store and spend ten racks on fucking tennis shoes and shit. Like, but you know that's why I be on you about you being contradicting. Oh yeah, I definitely. I'm the walk. I'm the walking human contradiction. Yeah, I know. As long as you own up to that shit, we fine. I know. Like you saying that, like a nigga walk in, spend ten bands, and then I go fucking buy a car and put three fifteens in that bitch, and you be like, "This ignorant that nigga with that shit ignorant." That shit got a nigga ears That's bleeding. That's ignorant, but a nigga wearing two watches at the same time that ain't shit, ignorant. That shit and they iced out fucking diamonds on the fucking face of that motherfucker. Come on, but bro. I go put some speakers in the car and I'm ignorant, nigga. Yo shit, all right, yo shit be over the top. It's a level of class to it. Wearing two watches is fucking disgusting. Putting it diamonds did. in watches. So them two got them, stupid. Them two rollies he had on what fly, fire as fuck. Bro, all I seen was diamonds. I didn't even understand the point of having exactly. them in the watch. 
All I seen was diamonds, nigga. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. That doesn't fascinate that me. That shit's so gangster. Nigga, all I seen was diamonds, nigga. I would definitely take a presidential Daytona over that shit. I do like it. I, it got uh, a, Olimar? It's nice. Uh, Olimar? I'll take that bitch over. Got them it's a nice bust down. and uh, quaint. It's, that's the word, quaint. Mm-hmm. It's nice and simple. I like it. That shit was not simple. No, I'm talking about the Rolly Daytonas. Oh, yeah, Daytona? They're nice. I like them. Like, it's just a nice gold, plain Rolly. Yeah. It's something simple and beautiful about it. That shit just over the top, like, ignorant. But yeah. I like it at the same time. My mama got me a Rolex before a submarina, and I was just so fucking happy. And I broke that bitch fighting down on. You had ass. I was sad. But anyway, though, um, y'all niggas really ignorant, bro. And y'all <laughs> call me the ignorant one. Bruh, you ignorant as fuck. We, I'm, not, I'm, I'm ignorant, ignorant as fuck. I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, I just want. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm trying to make this turn in my life where I'm not just for black people. I'm not just for people like me. I'm for people. people. Yeah. I'm with you. Because that's the turn I'm trying to make in life. Because at the end of the day, this going back and forth with race and shit, it just never works. It never works. It's always put us at odds with each other. And there are going to be a lot of problems in my son's generation where he's going to they're really going to have to do some critical thinking and fix it. They don't have time to worry about race. They don't have time to worry about class. Hey, I feel like you gave me that shit when we was talking earlier. I mean, excuse me, yesterday. And I was like, I was like, what you're saying is selfish. And I get it because I feel like I'm selfish too, but you have to think about things for your son's generation. Mm -hmm. Even beyond like, like you always say, we only going to be here 20 to 40 years. Mm -hmm. So, but it's funny because you'd be like, this nigga slim and mature as fuck. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I start talking about kids and shit, you'd be like, here this nigga go. <laughs> nigga. Because, nigga, I choose what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. So when I bring it up, it's like, nah, nigga. Like the gun box shit. What? Nigga, you literally a walking contradiction. I know. Nigga said. I've never denied that. Everybody tells me that. Nigga said, nigga went to the gun store and brought a gun. And it was like, yeah, nigga, I got the gun. And I said, shit, you got a gun box? And you was like, a gun box? Nigga, hell no, nah, nigga, for what? <laughs> and I was like, nigga, you have a son. You got to have a gun box. And you was like, nigga, fuck no. You ain't got to do that. I said, okay. And then the nigga started talking about, yeah, I got a gun box. You already know. <laughs> Caught that motherfucker real quick. Hey, how you beef with me about got them a gun box and they go buy a gun box the next week? Nigga. Niggas just do a little Bro it don't even take Long hard thinking For my ass Nigga My mind changed like this So I be like You know what That nigga You know what I need a gun box I'm gonna go get a gun box So, so when did it change Was it like The same day Just my son Understanding what guns were And shit Like and when he seen it He knew what a gun was And I was like It's time to go get a gun box Fuck that <laughs> I'm not letting this nigga Blow his chest out <laughs> And I'm in a bit crying. Ah! Be like, be like Lil Wayne and yeah, shit. Yeah, no, I'm not letting that happen. So I get a gun box, get a key. You know, goddamn, thug it like that. But yeah. I'm the immature one though. The only thing I gotta say though, here's the thing. Big King 
you don't need to change your mind as much as I change my mind. But always be willing to allow information to cross your mind and to think about things. Because I've, I've been diehard on a lot of fucking subjects, like back in the day. And I just started realizing, nigga, you're dumb. Why are you willing to die and argue and fight over certain situations that you don't even know if they're fact or fiction? You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm... I'm with you because because one thing I know that's stupid that I really believe in is pride. Mm-hmm. That shit is so fucking yeah. stupid. But and you'll die for it. Yeah, that and, shit is dumb yeah. as fuck. And it, like and, I won't let no nigga call me no bitch. And I won't let no white person call me no nigga. Yeah. And I I literally die for shit like that. And it's mm-hmm. like nigga for what? Yeah. And there was a certain time in my life, like, I was like, no, I ain't never going to let no nigga disrespect me, nigga. Like, you know, I was going ham, like, trying to. I'm still like that. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, fuck them. They going to, like, you know, ignorant people going to do what they want to do anyways. But it's like. Say what they want to do. They want to just drag you. And like I told you earlier, you're a reflection of the people around you. But like. a reflection of the world. At what point do you. Do you go from being the person that's like, hey, I'm not willing to die for this type shit to being like Damo? Because Damo will let anybody do anything to him. There's a level of zen that Damo has, though. No. There is. Bruh, I I ain't going to lie. You got away with words. What you mean? <laughs> you got away with words. Why How you, you explain that? shit? You say there's a level of zen with Damo. No. There is. I'm telling there, you. The Energizer Bunny lives in that I'm brain. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Damo. I'm telling you. Damo has. He has a key to some information that we're missing. I'm telling nigga, you. You're giving that nigga too much credit. No, I'm not. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You don't give enough credit. No, 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 no. I've always been a nigga to say, I wish I was like Damo. Nigga, I told my mother that before. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I wish I was like that. Like, I'm literally the nigga that's like, oh, no, nah, I'm not I'm not about to go in here making all this noise trying to get one bitch number. That shit mm-hmm. dead. Damo go in there making all that noise and get that bitch number that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just broken down in his terms. Yeah. But, like, for instance, like, okay, let me say something from my world. I actually care what people think. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's not to the point where like I super care what people think because I'm still going to live my life and shit and do the shit that I want to do. But it's like, everybody cares what people think. Yeah. That nigga don't give a fuck, nigga. Exactly. He don't give two fucks. Do you know what kind of level is in you got to have to think like that, though? But where does it get you? It's There's a, there's a level of freedom. There's where does le- it get you, though? It gets you a lot if you channel it the right way. See, there's a level of freedom of not being afraid to approach anyone and to talk to anyone and to engage with anyone. That brings you a level, a certain level of freedom that I would never attain because I'm scared to talk to everybody. I'm like, uh, the first thing that comes to my head is how are they going to judge me or what are they going to think? That never enters his head. Mostly because he's retarded. But <laughs> he has a level of zen with him too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's a level of freedom that we. There's you can learn and gain from everybody. Oh no, nah, you definitely can learn. You know what I'm saying. Dumbo. That's what I'm saying. The way he approaches women, the way he approaches life, with just 
if I had ever reached the lows that he had ever reached, I'd probably blow my brains out. But he learns to bounce back every time from it. You know what I'm saying? And res- jug man be jugging every time. Resilient. That's what I like about him. Because yeah. I got a lot of friends who aren't. Damo is probably one of the worst people I've ever known. But they don't have his resilience. He's not the worst I know. He's one of the worst I've ever known. Okay, okay. But, like, let's just say, like, a few other people I know, if they ever hit his level of living, they would never, they would never survive it. Bruh, so. That's respectable to me. I like that about it. So, in closing, mm-hmm. did you watch the podcast me and Damo did? Yeah, that shit was, it was good. I liked it. For real? Because remember I told you I would never do no podcast with Damo? Remember I told you that before? I used to get mad because I like doing podcasts with Damo. I know, and I just didn't understand how you had... I ain't gonna lie, bro. So, damn, I'm glad we hit on this topic because I've been wanting to tell you this shit. Do you know why I did that podcast with Damo? Why is that? I've been thinking about doing podcasts with Damo because I talk about him so much on the podcast. And now that my po- dog, now that my podcast is like, you know, kind of popular and... People know Damo from my podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I'm obligated to put him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to be like, bro, you just have to have a certain of patience to be on a podcast with 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 Damo. Mm-hmm. And I know my patience is better than yours. It so is. So I was like, way better. I was like, if Big King can do a podcast with Damo and I can't, I'm losing. And I know that goes back to this nigga Slim act like Michael Jordan. He think everything a competition. I do, <laughs> nigga. I do. I was like, nah, Big King can do podcasts with Damo. Let me goddamn do it. Because doing, doing a podcast with Damo is like taking uh, a psychedelic. It's like you have to let it do what it does. Yeah. If you fight it, it's going to end up the worst trip of your life. But if you enjoy it, it'll probably be the best podcast you do. And you'll have fun. You'll laugh. See, you talking my lingo. People don't fuck with drugs like how we fuck with drugs. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like doing a hallucinogen. It's like doing mushrooms or acid. It's like if you fight it and fight it and fight it, you'll have the worst night of your life. But if you let it do what it does and you just take the journey, it'll be the best time you ever have. Bro, people really like that podcast with Damo. Yeah, I liked my it people, too. People I never thought would listen to my podcast mm-hmm. been hitting me and up. And guess like, what you did? You learned how to just enjoy Dama. Because most of the time, you hey, shut up, shut up, dumbass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He say some dumb shit. And the, you, next thing you know, you're reacting. This time, you just you just let the waves come. And you just rode the wave. That's all it was. But you know, I battle with shit because I'm a very aggressive person. Mm-hmm. So I have to... If I do something like that with Damo, I have to like, I have to always, I have to channel Young Slim mm-hmm. or Pooh. My mama called me Pooh. Yeah. So I got to be Pooh. Like I got to, I got to sit down and got down just when he say some crazy shit, just be like, that was, that was funny, Damo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just, just enjoy it for what it yeah. is. Yeah. Just take the shit how I go. Because yeah. me, I ain't really with that dumb shit. Yeah. You like, already know. All the ignorant, dumb you know, you know how we are. Yeah. But the thing I've realized like about be dead. people like us who are just made like steel, just rigid and strong in some ways, you got to learn to be more like bamboo. 
you got to be strong, but also be flexible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's just one of the things I've picked up over time is like, I could be this solid brick wall or I could learn to like, just figure out what's up with all these people around me and why they are the way they are. Try like learning more about the people around me, the environment around me, the world around me. That's how I want to be. Damo is the ultimate test, though. Yeah. Like I told you, oh, like, yeah. it's pets that I can deal with better than Damo. Mm-hmm. Nigga, your son is easy, breezy compared to Damo. <laughs> and see, that nigga be testing me, dog. See what I'm saying? And your son is like, but see, also, like, I can't use him as an example because I tell people all the time, like, with your son, I know I'm only here for two days. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know I ain't got to deal with it on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm going to have patience for it. Yeah. Of course I am. But somebody like Damo, bro, I don't care, dog. I could be around your son longer than Damo. <laughs> I know I can. Because at the end of the day, like, I could get in shape. I can take your son outside. And I can just play with him every day. Mm-hmm. And um, he'll go to sleep when we get home. Yeah. That nigga Damo gonna drink until <laughs> goddamn the sun come up, nigga. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That I know wanna, goddamn. That nigga on a party. What? Yeah, bullshit. Then he gonna look at me and be like, boy, you on that dumbass podcast hit again? <laughs> he, he be cross-eyed too? Yeah. Nah, he ain't like that for real. I ain't gonna lie. When I be goddamn handling business, I fuck with Damo, dog. Damo know to leave me the fuck alone mm-hmm. and just get the fuck out the spot. Mm-hmm. So I fuck with him for that. The only thing, the only problem I've ever had is the the false sense of who of who he thinks he is that he had to build up over time over whichever bitch hurt his soul, and he's built himself into this like bulletproof player ass nigga. That's too deep for rap though. It is, but he's not like, ready for that. He not ready to he not ready to talk about it. But you don't have to keep that persona when you're around your your closest and dearest friends. You're really your brothers. Really, your brothers, cause like I'm here for all my niggas. Like we brothers. Like if oh, we, trust me, he get he get drunk and he know what time it is. Yeah, like he say it out loud. Yeah, like we all like we deeply love each other, bro. Like, like I don't even have cousins and shit that I care about as much. Hey, as bro, I care you about know what Damo do? That's like that's really like really inspirational and in that I never do and I probably should do. What this nigga Damo would call me and just say straight up and be like, I miss you, brother. I love you. <laughs> bro, you know I'm too hard for that. Yeah, <laughs> and I just your be like, yeah, shut your gay ass up, nigga." <laughs> but then you be thinking like, "Man, this nigga right." Man, I kind of do miss this nigga, man. Head ass, bro. I nigga be thinking like, "Man, this nigga right, bro." You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you should call your brother and tell him like, "I love you, bro. Mm-hmm. I miss you." Like I be saying, bro, it's like. I've been feeling a lot lately like life is about being around the people you love. Like it's genuinely about being around the people you love and making those that you love around you happy all while accomplishing your success and your dreams of life. But mm-hmm. the the funnest part about that is seeing like the smile of one of your closest brothers or friends and like having the funnest times together and like sharing moments, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the greatest thing about it. It's like I you never know how much you miss your niggas until you ain't seen them in a long ass time. It's been a minute since I seen y'all niggas. You never know how much fun you have until you get around each other, and it's just like it's just like 
fucking the bulls, bro. Like, it just feels like everything's flowing. It, the conversation just always flows. It's weird. It's never awkward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't going to lie, though. Damo kind of offended me the other day, though. Like, we was all at the crib kicking it, and I was about to record a podcast with some people. And the nigga was like, he just, man, you know, Damo just free flow, mm-hmm. just free flow talking and thinking. And he was like, yeah. He was like, Quay, I'm just shocked. This nigga Slim still the same nigga. <laughs> what does that mean? Nigga, he said, he said basically like, he was like, nigga, I knew the podcast was getting bigger, but when I came to Augusta, that shit was way bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. And goddamn, he was like, I'm shocked this nigga's still the same nigga. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nigga, who else am I fucking supposed to be? Yeah. And he was like, bro, I'm just saying, bro, you know, you be getting in your bag. I'm like, bro, I'm only going to be one person, bro. Mm-hmm. One fucking person. Who else am I supposed to be? That's the thing. You always reach a, you're always going to reach a new level. I, that's one thing I've noticed about you. You keep the same circle. You always reach a, a new level, but you always keep the same circle. Hell yeah. I went to college. I still had the same friends. Yeah. And even though you might move different or whatever it may be, you always, you're always you always going to keep the same circle because you know the type niggas that's, that's been there for you and that's going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get me wrong. It's gonna be new friends. Yeah, always. <laughs> For real, me, Maine, and Wayne was just talking about that. I told you, uh, Wayne stay out here. I ain't even know that, but um, he stay out here. And I was telling them, I was like, you know, bro, that day one shit is a myth, bro. Mm-hmm. You can have new friends. Like nigga, Maine is my friend. Mm-hmm. He's definitely my friend. I tell people that shit all the time. Like, all that goddamn, oh, that's a new nigga, or uh, some shit like that. No, that's my friend, bro. Yeah. Like, I fuck with that nigga. Yeah. And I could tell, I could tell that gen- that relationship is genuine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can tell. Because some uh, shit. You don't really come around people like that every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, how we met, like... Bro, this nigga been podcasting forever, mm-hmm. and I'm just a nigga that just randomly popped up. I'm new. Mm-hmm. I ain't even really have all my shit together, even though me and him just had this conversation on the last podcast we did on Friday, and he was like, nigga, I was looking at this nigga like, damn, this nigga had ass equipment, mm-hmm. and I ain't really, nigga, I ain't know how to work none of that. Nigga, I ain't, I ain't even know what the fuck that was right there. Mm-hmm. I ain't even know, nigga, Damo was working that shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't know nothing about that shit. So, goddamn... I'm thinking like, damn, this nigga really fuck with me, and I really ain't doing shit. But mm-hmm. he thinking like, oh, this nigga probably gonna go. Yeah. Like, this nigga doing some shit. He really just seen this shit before I could see it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, from from both of y'all's growth, I can tell y'all, you know, steel sharp and steel. I can tell both of y'all being around each other, y'all gain from each other. Yeah, that's you know the crazy that? thing. Because, like, everybody else seeing it, too. At first, it's funny because that nigga Damo, Damo said the funniest shit one day. That nigga was like, I ain't gonna lie, main videos better than yours. Main videos nigga got sharp. That was one of the reasons I was like, main videos nigga got his content. But you know what was funny about Damo saying that? What? I record all main videos. Oh, that is? I yeah. ain't know that. But that shit, See, that's probably why. People don't know that shit. Yeah. That shit nigga got, that Bruh, quality nigga got sharp. I record all his videos. Yeah. And so when Double said that shit, I was just like, a word. But that's okay. good though. Yeah. Because Bruh, like I told you, I told you yesterday, I can tell your structure and it got clean. Yeah. And I what and one thing I know about main structure is it's always clean. Mm-hmm. 
it's all. Oh yeah, bro. because we got different styles, bro. Like I tell people, I tell people all the time. I use this example. I said, Maine, Maine could be Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. Only reason why he can't be Angie Martinez is, I don't know if I should say this on here. I'm gonna say it anyway. He doesn't really like niggas like that, bro. Yeah, like yeah. Angie had a personal relationship with Hove that nobody ever have in media. Yeah. Maine don't really fuck with these niggas. But and Maine, I do fuck with these niggas. The thing that gives him that it but that gives him that mystique factor is his I like that unapproachability. That is that Jay Z factor. Like I, if I ever even seen Hove in person, I probably wouldn't say nothing. But bro, you know what's crazy about that? I wanted that when it came to photography. Like I wanted to have this cool ass name that yeah. nobody knew and nobody knew who I was. Mm-hmm. But um, people say this all the time And I never was able to put this in words My personality is fucking huge mm-hmm. I could never hide behind a camera mm-hmm. Nigga I'm always in front of cameras Yeah, I can't hide behind a camera So I just had to do shots with Slim mm-hmm. Like you just got to yeah. Cause it's like Most of the time people want to work with you Cause who you are mm-hmm. So you, just, you, you have to take advantage of that mm-hmm. You can't just do the mystique And be like yeah, my name is John Wayne. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just don't go like that. But that's one of the things. Like, y'all bring different aspects to the table. That's what I like. Because whereas you're... You are, if I was a, a young rapper, you know, young dumbass, the fuck nigga, and I want to come on your podcast, you might let me. Yeah. Maine, Maine ain't going for that shit at all. You know what I'm saying? I fought, I fought with the little young niggas. Yeah, bro. that's but that that's like you know how Adam we we see Adam twenty two now. He was the Maine first nigga. Hates Adam twenty two. I hate Adam twenty two also. I love Adam twenty two. But I watch Adam twenty two. I love that nigga. See, but the thing is, I see where he found an avenue where nobody else was tapping into talent. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I see, and I was like, damn, he's smart. And it's always some white boy with that shit. They always see, goddamn, there's an ass of talent out here. You got XXXTentacion, Lil Pump, fucking Lil Uzi, fucking all these niggas that you can just, there's a whole wave of music coming right now. And everybody else is like, that's mumble rap. Leave that shit over there. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, nah, come on my shit. And that's, he got one of the biggest podcasts out right now. Off of that. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with that type of shit. I do. I do too. I like that. But I also respect the Beats radios and, the, you know, when the niggas be having Will Smith on their shit. Who them niggas? Uh, uh, title. You talking mm-hmm. about Elliot Wilson? Yeah. And d It's like super Shout produced. Super well produced. Super structured. Super. It just feels professional. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole other side of the spectrum. And then I, got- I kind of don't like that clean shit, though. Like, that's what I like about Rogan. I, I like, like it, how raw it is, nigga. I but I like that. I feel like that's that's main lane right there, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for clean, sure. That's why. That's why I say his shit is Angie Martinez. Like yeah. if you ever watch an Angie Martinez interview, you can tell like it's 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 fifteen twenty minutes because it's straight to the point. Because mm-hmm. that's what they came there to do. Yeah. Me, I'm more so like Rogan. You it's know what I'm saying? Off road. Yeah. Let's like let's just have fun. You gonna with get it. something? And me and Wayne was just talking about this on Friday. You. Dog, you gonna get something out of somebody that you know that you never even fucking knew watching my podcast mm-hmm. because I'ma have those conversations like, bro, me, Maine, and Wayne, 
was talking about being creatives and how our mothers accepted it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to fucking hear that shit nowhere else. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Like, you're not going to hear no no brothers being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Nowhere but on my podcast. Because I'm going to go there because I know how it is. Yeah. And I don't mind being vulnerable. I mean, I don't give a fuck, nigga, because I ain't no gangster. Yeah, I'm we a young nigga from the suburbs. Here, and y'all niggas protesting. Better not go to Evans, Georgia. <laughs> For real, bro. We try to keep these streets clean and safe. What? Y'all can protest all y'all want. Don't yeah. come to Evans, Georgia. Take that bullshit somewhere else. Yeah, we not with the shits. But yeah, bro, let's get some food in this belly, smoke a stogie, some drinks, get the hell up out of here. Good-ass good podcast with Big King, bro. Yes. I appreciate it, bro. You always give me a good podcast, always. and I need some good content. R.I.P. George Floyd. R.I.P. Uh, my dig, Ahmaud Armory. Ahmaud? Ahmaud Armory? Yeah. R.I.P. all these guys. You know, we out here. Black people still pushing for the uh, the cause, man. You know, equality out here. We're going to get it. Uh, I ain't saying by any means necessary now, but we gonna get it. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all talking about wildin'. y'all talking about Malcolm X over Martin Luther. Y'all wild too. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's for another day. <laughs> 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 another episode. Sitting down with Slim, man. We out. All right.